Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Narpig. Hit the music. And I would do anything for blue. I'd drink a glass of tiger milk. For you. And I would do anything for blue. But I won't do that. No, no. But I won't do that. I, I won't make you do that. Thank you. It's, it's all right. It's for, that's for you. Uh, rest in peace. Meatloaf uh, passed away today. Yeah, I, I ju- I'll, just, I'll be honest, I just man, saw my news. Not, not, that, not to sound like an asshole, but I thought that dude died like 10 years ago. So Wow. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay. Pause for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out of the comic book wastelands and into the Blue Tiger Forest, this is... Your favorite podcast? Oh, God. We just started off so dark. Yeah. So dark. But I am comic book creator Tag Galusha and um, taking it to new levels. That's what I do. As, as always, the king of beards, Big Brian Bales. What's happening, man? Oh, well, apparently Meatloaf died. Um, I just read uh, that um, Oh, uh, Louis Anderson died today, too. Oh, no shit. Yeah, which I mean, like, dude's a fucking comic god. I don't yeah. know if you ever if you watched. Um, oh, what was that? Uh, Zach Galifianakis, the that clown show he was doing on FX, where uh, Louis Anderson played his mom. It's fucking brilliant. I think it was called Blankets or something like I that. Saw, I don't think I saw that one. It was really good. It was very good. Um, anyways, it, it was Lou, one of Louis Anderson's like standout performances. He played Zach's mom, and his mom's like crazy, kind of crazy, That's just amazing. weird. Yeah, it, it's one of those shows where it's funny, but then like at its heart, and there's some like uh, some serious psychological depth to the characters where it's almost kind of heartbreaking. You know, like yeah. it's it is like you know the, like the old school clown, you know, a tragedy essentially. You yeah, know, yeah. like the the French clown, I guess you could say. But um, that sucks. I kept seeing Tenacious D memes with Meatloaf popping that's, up, and I was like, "What's going why? on? What's going yeah. on?" And then. Yeah, like five minutes ago, I read. The, he's in the beginning of uh, the Pick of Destiny. That's right. He plays his dad. Yeah, it's just epic. I listened to that song today. Yeah, that and I saw like uh, Chuck Palahniuk did a, a, a post about it because Meatloaf was in Fight Club. Oh he, yeah, okay. He played. Um, oh, who he played? Uh, he played the big guy. That uh, what was the guy's name? I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I've. I mean, I read the book probably. I think last time I read it was probably like sophomore year in college. So we're talking like 2004. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> uh, long time ago. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that kind of sucks. Um, I mean, hey, we got a we got a great buddy, good friend of ours. We do. Uh, kind of turned it into a prince of the the indie comic world. I think so. Uh, yeah, growing, growing, but uh, he's returning, so he'll be coming in in about uh, 15 minutes. So. We got a little bit of time to kill. Uh, 
you all caught up on Peacemaker yet, my friend? Oh yeah, I definitely am. What you th- what are you thinking so far? I I am enjoying it a lot. It's uh very funny, but also like it brings a little bit of like uh depth. Depth. Yeah. Character yeah. depth and um John's kind of a tr- he's kind of a, John as in Peacemaker yeah. or John Cena. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, he uh He's kind of a tragic character because, yeah, like, he really is. I didn't realize. I didn't, as the show goes, spoiler. Uh, skip ahead one, two, three. Uh, I didn't realize his dad was like a supervillain. Makes sense now. Yeah. Um, and he thinks that he's like his son, but they even hint that he was. I I, I had a kind of inkling, especially right. when we saw the super science that he was like, oh, he was a science. He was like a science project. He was his father's like. I'm going to make my a Captain America and then he's a failure cuz you know Peacemaker's not like a racist asshole right. he's just an asshole. He's just an, yeah, he's just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But you're only, you know, shitty parents raise shitty kids. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of how it goes, that's, man. That's 100% how it works. Yeah. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. But vicious. Yeah, vicious I, cycle. that's probably my favorite part of it too is just the complexity that uh um, they've been able to build into the characters as well as uh, I think the, the, what's that? They're really ex- they're really exploring like the psychological trauma of the characters being the characters, yeah. How they became them and like the things they're wrestling with, yeah. Which they're going very Marvel with it. They are, and they're taking that Marvel approach. You know, I have mixed, not so- I have mixed okay. feelings on it. Um, really, why? Because I know that it, I like, I get it. I get why they do it because I know that it works. But yeah, but it, I, I, I guess because you know me, like typically the DC stuff, I find too goofy. Even the stuff that they're like, oh, it's hard and gritty. Yeah, I yeah. can never take it seriously because it's just like, uh, it's such a surface level like explanation of emotions for sure. motiva- for the character motivations. Where like with this show, I like that Peacemaker is this like. On the outside, he's like, "I'm a badass," but then he's like crying in his trailer because no yeah. way fucking well, likes me, man. Yeah, he's he's crying that, that because Let's do face he's, exercises. He's he's slowly coming to terms that uh, he is kind of a joke, right? Because it, it I, I really like that they played into the fact of Rick Flags telling him that Peacemaker what a joke as he killed him. Like that's haunting him, right? Yeah. I like that. I like so that they're exploring that. What don't that. you like about it? Um, because you said you've been kind of a little lukewarm on the show, a little bit. It, listen, I really except enjoy, for that intro. Yeah, I, mean, I looked. The intro is my probably my favorite intro of of television. Just period. It's phenomenal. Um, the fact that you got John Cena to do a musical dance number for the intro to your TV show with a, holding a straight face yeah. the entire time. I mean, yeah, bravo, bravo. I I would say if, you know, my one criticism is that it's, you know, with with James Gunn, it's, you're always going to get, it it, it just reminds me of too much of Guardians, right? With the music and and the jokes and all of that, which, although I appreciate and I still really enjoy the show, I think it's really well made, um... Sometimes I'm like, okay, we get it. I mean, the reality is that's why they br- that's why he's I, on this totally, project. Totally, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm a fan. I just... I think it's really difficult when you're a creator. I don't care what genre it is. Like, as consumers, we want things changed up. Yeah. But not too much. Yeah. So it's like... I, you know, it's one of those things like I think that is the constant struggle between the creator and the consumer is that you have the consumers that they want, say, James Gunn styling because they know exactly what they're going to get. Right. But then you've got you've got a breaking point, right, where it's like once it gets too repetitive, it's you're like, we I know what I'm going to get. So do I want to jump on this? Right. Like, I might. Maybe I'll catch it later. You right. know, that sort of thing. Whereas and the creator, in a sense, is like. If they're too exploitative, they they don't really. I think it becomes hard for them to be marketed because yeah. nobody wants anything. You get you're too big. Like people want to pigeonhole you. You know they want to pigeonhole. I mean, like I've experienced that even in my like meager career, especially in in comparisons to Mr. Gunn, uh, because there is no comparisons. Uh, right, he's, right. <laughs> he's legit, and I I'm just some dude in a basement. Uh, <laughs> Drawing pictures like a fucking jackass. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Uh, overall, I think it's a great show. There's, you know. I get it. I I can understand. Yeah. Like, you know, if they do it, if they're, I think they're doing a third Guardians, right? There's talk of it. Well, they're filming it right now. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like necessarily fired up for it you know what i mean because it's just yeah. you know it's going to be the same even like i know everybody raves we love uh what's his name uh with T- is it with tt yeah take you with td yeah like i know right now american audience are really big like they love his stylings because it's so unique but if you're familiar with his like indie work that he did 10 years before he even like popped off here in the states with yeah, yeah. you know like thor ragnarok and stuff um uh, he's he's he has a very like he's got certain themes that he in stylings that sure are repetitive through his projects too. And um, I'll be honest, I think everybody does. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's nearly impossible, especially if you're right, especially like you know with this project, James Gunn is like the primary writer for it, so yeah. like it's gonna be the gun style and dialogue and stuff are gonna shine through. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, I think that's just kind of the curse, right? Of being yeah. a creator is like, we can't all be Beck. We can't right. all reinvent ourselves right. every right. five years and come out of the gate. You're like, I thought you were like grunge rock guy. What, what, what is this right. man? <laughs> you know? And listen, this is a small, minute criticism, right? Because it's great. I love the show. That's just, yeah. that's my criticism. It's just you your, know? like personal kind of like, yeah. Okay, I get it. Like, can we move on with the story? Like, right. the funny quips. Right. But, and that kind of has become synonymous, like, with all the superhero stuff, right? At this point, it's all like serious action, action, then kind of wink at the camera, joke, and then back to serious action, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, the stakes are high, the world's going to end, but yeah, nice shoes. Right. You know, right, and then right. <laughs> it's like shit like, like that where you're like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just – I will say I like the fact that, like, um, it is an HBO show so that it can be rated R and they can show things that and do things that normally would be like, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah, I it, it makes sense. It, I, I think there could be a genre where you lean heavily where you start the main characters – aren't superheroes they are supervillains they're far more fascinating because they know 
at least most of them, the ones that are less serious, like, you know, like, not, like not Thanos level villains, but like, you know, the guys that like say, uh, Batman fights or something. They know that they're bad guys at some point. Right. You know? They know, or that it's like Spider-Man's villains. They know that they're right. You know, well, like, that's, I, I think that that's one of the things I like about Peacemaker is cause he thinks, yeah, that's what I mean. There's yeah. that justification, but yeah. he knows he, if he really thought he was a good guy, he wouldn't be crying in True. his in the back of his trailer. True, <laughs> you know what I mean? Going like, oh, I fucking suck. Yeah, uh, that's true. That was one of my favorite parts. Oh, it's great. I, it I loved great. it, especially when his buddy was like, "Hey, man." Yeah. <laughs> oh, so who was it crying? <laughs> um, another piece. It was. I know we. I know there was rumors of it happening, but I guess it was officially announced yesterday. That uh, trans- Hasbro is pulling its uh, its uh, Transformers GI Joe license from IDW. It's going over to Skybound at the end of this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's something to talk about, but at the same time, I'm like, ten years ago, people forget uh, they did the same thing. Yeah, they were with Devil's Due. They pulled out of Devil's Due because Devil's Due was like floundering. They weren't paying people. The company was going underwater like so fast because it was poorly ran. They were like the company that was like notorious for being one of the like five small publishers that you didn't want to work for, and that was you know right. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, a little more, a little more than ten years ago. It was like, like it's like thirteen years. Yeah, yeah, it was like two thousand nine. It was right when I was getting out of school because I remember okay. they were. It was we had a, perf- a teacher at the Cuber school that was like, listen, this, cause that was right when all that was happening, when they had signed with IDW and uh, yeah. And he was like telling us why you want to avoid companies like this. And then sure. And then sure enough, like devils do closed up and then they popped up like six months later, like as like a online publisher and they've never, they're still around. I think they've changed their name and gone back and, you occasionally see them pop put out a comic like I think they put out the uh, Trailer Boys comic. They did a Trailer Boys comic for like Free Comic Book Day, but like they've never gotten back to where they were early two thousands. Yeah, I, I guess I'll be interested. You know, I'm I'm curious how where this is going to affect their other licenses because they've got the Turtles license. Um, and I well, guess Turtles it, Turtles is Nickelodeon. Yeah, so well, I know that. Oh well, I just meant like for our listeners. I know oh, you know, yeah. but like. A lot of the other IPs are still with are for our Hasbro IPs. Yeah. So and they still have like Godzilla's getting ready to make some big moves, yeah. especially with they the. Still have my little, like, they still have My Little Pony as well. IDW does, so they're not losing them. And let's be honest, does Transformers and GI Joe actually sell? I have no idea. Like it might be time for it to go someplace because I just. Right. I, I don't know if it actually does well. Like I'd, ha- I'd be curious to see the numbers. I can't imagine that it does terribly well. And listen, um, if that's your favorite comic, sorry, we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Like yeah. I know people that work on both those books, and they've done a phenomenal job. Hell, I've worked on, I've have done a GI Joe cover. You know, like yeah. it, they're f- cool projects. Like I would love to do Transformers or something, or at least a cover or two. Like that would be fun. Um, I just I just don't know how big the fan base is. Sure. If it's like more of like we're keeping the well, comics let me, going let me ask you this do you think sure. other other ips are in trouble over there uh no i don't think so no 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 because gi like especially gi joe and transformers 
they're just they're notorious for moving around. They've been right. all over the place. Hell, I think I want to say Transformers at one point even had an image book come out uh, or an image series at one point. I want to say I'm probably wrong, but like they've been all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So um, that and like I wouldn't be surprised. IDW will probably I, see here's the thing uh, the thing that makes me more worried is like chris ryle when he was the editor-in-chief over there he was doing so much interesting things in terms of like art projects and stuff yeah and like you know like he he was the the driving force for a lot of the bigger like projects that um weren't necessarily you know like reprints of you know like the giant size right. like art books and stuff like that so he he did a lot of interesting things and I'm just curious to see what they do if they go more into that, steer more back into that, and bring some fresh people in. Or yeah. I don't know. Um, are they gonna? You know, video game IPs are also getting huge too. So, right. um, and by if you don't know what an IP is, folks, that's an intellectual property. So, like you look at Dark Horse, right? Dark Horse, I think, just sold to some like video game uh, conglomerate over in Europe. And, um, they're, you know, they still got Hellboy and stuff like that, but like they're doing like Fortnite and cyberpunk and, the you Witcher. know, the, yeah. the Witcher, which like, I don't, I'm not tuned into that world, but I would imagine the sales and stuff like that are probably through the goddamn roof. I've read the Witcher uh, stuff. It's, it's pretty good. I've yeah. So, so, and you know, that's such a great avenue. I wouldn't be surprised if IDW does the same thing. Like just cause you're losing two IPs. That's not that yeah. big. That's a good point. Um, That's a it good is point. interesting that they're going over to Skybound, which I, I'm not – like I always thought Skybound was like a creator-owned kind of thing that published through Image. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're trying to diversify and actually become like a – like a. it's weird that Skybound has an IP. But then again, I don't know. Maybe they do IPs and I just haven't noticed or paid attention. Yeah, could possible. But yeah. uh, hey, I think uh, our guest is uh, our guest is ready and waiting. So uh, let's do it. Let's bring him in. All right. Check one two. Tiger milk, tiger milk. I like tiger milk. Give us some more of that, please. Tiger milk. And we're back. We're back with our good friend. He's been he's been I think in the in the Tiger Den a couple of times now, right, Brian? I think two or three, yeah, at least two, something like that, at least two times. But yeah, at this point, we're calling him. He's kind of like become the prince of the uh, indie comic book world. I like that that works. And yeah, that works, right? Like he's you know he's rising in the ranks. I mean, he can't we can't have him. He can't usurp Grigori quite yet. That's but, true. Uh, he's coming for him, uh, and uh, he has brought. Uh, a writing friend, I would say, a collaborator. <laughs> so, uh, Steve Urena, welcome back, Misty Graves. Welcome, uh, welcome, to the Tiger Den. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did not come alone. Uh, I brought the co-creator of Ex Machina, our new holiday Christmas comic, uh, where Santa fights robots. I brought her on the show because she's going to be with it. I'd say a year's time, she's going to be all over everything. You're going to see her. <laughs> Doing all types oh, of things. I like that. She's, she's very talented, uh, incredible writer, great artist too, which is hard to find. Um, but yeah, welcome, welcome, Misty, and uh, it's great. It's great to be back. Like it's just, I love yeah, talking to you guys. You guys are super talented, and you're kind, and you're and you're you know what the hell you're talking about. So that's that's well, awesome. all right. Let's 
let's slow down. I'll take the compliments, <laughs> but like when you start going, like, oh, you know what you're talking about, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But speaking of talking about, we're we're gonna get into all that. But we were right before we started recording, uh, we were talking about the IDW deal, yep. which um, well, Brian and I, right before you guys came on, we're recording about that. Uh, so basically, like uh, the GI Joe Transformers. Uh, I don't know how much you guys know about it, but uh, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on uh, on that? It's like really the only like big hot news right now in the yeah, comic yeah, world. Right. So it's like worth talking about. Well, I, I mean, I think um, with G.I. Joe and Transformers, those are two very big properties. And for them to lose that, that is a very tough thing to uh, to fill the place of because they have such already ready made fan bases and people who are True. reading and, and new people that are being introduced to Transformers and G.I. Joe comics. So I, I think it's kind of a sad thing. But at the same time, as something leaves, that leaves more opportunities for people like us, like us indie creators, where, hey, maybe they'll take a chance on, you know, a Slowpokes or Ex Machina or something like that, or another franchise. But it also could leave a spot open for maybe there's a beloved franchise that, you know, they're not even thinking of right now that could be picked up. So sure. I, I think it could be a good thing for, for us, uh, for everybody. But I, I really hope they take a chance on something new because I think um, I think now is the time for it. Yeah. Who did we know who uh, bought them? Skybound. Yeah, it went to Skybound. Sky. I I don't know if the contracts are official, but I know there's um, that's the one that's being tossed around. So it sounds like that's what's probably going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if the ink is dry, but are they going to keep making them into comics or maybe like do other things with them? So they'll 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 keep the comic format. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just reboot it and start from scratch again, and that's what. Yeah, because like. Like oh sorry, Brian. go go ahead. I was just gonna say like one of the things about GI Joe and Transformers like I even though I know it's big news I didn't think it was that that crazy just because every ten years or so they jump around to a different publisher. I mean I think Transformers started at Marvel back in the eighties. Is that right, Brian? I think so. Yeah, I think you're yeah. Right. And then they went somewhere else. Um, I think I want to say me then at, at some point they ended up at like devil's do before, and then they went over to IDW and um, uh, yeah, you know, you know, what's interesting. I think a good model would be dark horse to look at. Cause they, they bled like massive properties. You know, they lost, they a lost ton of, like, almost all of their, all of their big properties, Buffy, angel, alien, star Wars, like, <laughs> star Wars alone. Like yeah. I know for a fact that was like 50%. Oh yeah. Of their Without a revenue. doubt. And that, you know, Marvel was like, well, thank you. We'll take that. <laughs> we'll take <of> that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always think of like Super Mario or something. Like, yeah. I'll take it. Please. But Dark Horse is doing pretty okay. They just sold, um, I mean, uh, the the publisher, Mike Richardson, the founder of the company, I, I believe he just sold the company to a European video game uh, conglomerate who is going to continue. You know, they're still going to keep their base of operations in out in Oregon and uh, making comics, but they're going to diversify. They're already diversifying by doing like cyberpunk and some of these other kind of, um, I think they did like a Fortnite comic and I know they did, uh, they're developing some Netflix stuff. Like they did a stranger things comic. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route the IDW starts going. Cause they've got their, their, they've got, they're down in San Diego and I know that they have connections to, like that kind of LA world. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start going like, oh, they here's just, the next. They, they better hope they don't lose turtles. Otherwise, Ooh, that's yeah. going to be a bad that's, day that's for them. A, that's a 
Very big one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't even, where would Turtles even go? Because like they did the kind of, they had that image run before that. It was always Mirage, right? Like Turtles yeah. has only been really. Any of those, any of the companies would, would fight to get them because of their huge built-in fan base that they have. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. That and I would say. I mean, what we should do is pool our money together and just buy random franchises. <laughs> buy the no, I could, like, I listen, could definitely We're going to make a Family that. Matters comic, a Family Matters comic. We'll come I would the- read some <laughs> Carl Winslow any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the most random <laughs> franchises you could think of. That Golden are- Girls. I want the Golden oh, Girls. Golden Girls. Go. Why fun. not? I would love that. You know, there's going to be a Golden Con in Chicago. Um, what? And it is a Golden Girls a uh, con- uh, co- convention, I guess. Of, and I guess people will dress up and and they'll watch their favorite Golden Girls okay. episode. Are we going? I might fly to Chicago uh, w- for this. One, we all have to go. <laughs> Two, now we're doing a round robin here. I want to know who everyone's dressing up as. I'm just going to say right now, I'm going as Ma. I'm dressing as Ma because she's the saltiest and the sassiest. And she's my favorite. So, uh, yeah. Misty, who would you go as? Who's your favorite Golden Girl? Uh, Blanche. Nice. Blanche is a good one. That'd be a good. I think I, I relate to her the most. Okay, a little sassy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would probably go as B. Arthur <laughs> as <laughs> as Dorothy. Uh, I feel like she's she's great too. But I would also do an uh, do another one as Stan, which is the guy because I feel oh! like you'll, you'll never get any love. Yeah, so great costume Stan. at a Golden Girls con. Oh, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, that would be really God. good. That would be so great. Oh, I could just see the cosplay like unfolding on the like foyer, at, like as you're walking in. Just so many good jazz. Chicago, yeah. April 2022. <laughs> That's when Golden Girls Con is coming. Oh my! Bry, let's cancel all the other conventions. They're, they're all just done. Going, yeah, we're all done. Yeah. You can't tell me that, Tad, you couldn't like if you did Golden Girls commissions, you would make bank. Like you would oh, make, oh. I'm an idiot for not having a table there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, need to make, yeah. you need to buy some covers. You need to do like uh you know, Golden Girls as superheroes. Like, oh, as that's amazing. That's money. Like just like yeah. you, you take that uh you just re- replace all the famous covers with Golden Girls. So like the yes. one where like Superman carrying supergirl for crisis on you for when super the death of superman when he's laying in the rubble it's stan with dorothy over but she's not crying she's just looking at him (laughs) in disgust you have you have ma as galactus like there it is yeah there it is bry yeah what What's your what's your what's your probably, golden take? Probably Ma. It'll probably be Ma. <laughs> We'd be a couple of Ma's just yeah. cruising around with our big old bags. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, we would you'd make shirts where it's like, you know, just coming in from St. Olaf, right? Like, you know what I mean? They gotta right. do the <laughs> gotta do the people from St. Olaf. You know you what's know crazy? What? That's, that's, the, that's the franchise I would buy. We buy the not so much the Golden Girls, we tell the stories of St. Olaf uh that are happening that Rose yeah. would always tell. <laughs> oh, God. Rose was yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a rough year, man. Yep. We lost, well, we lost and, and today uh, Meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, Louis Anderson too. Yeah, yeah we were just talking, talking about, about that. that. The thing is though, is like Meatloaf and Louis Anderson, I feel like they'd be the greatest tag team in all of wrestling if that was the case. <laughs> they'd be if anything, they'd be great on the mic. Yeah, they would oh, be yeah. great on oh, the mic. Yeah. 
<laughs> you imagine them cutting a promo oh my god <laughs> although i will say the same thing i told tad at the beginning of the episode to bring it dark again i honestly thought meatloaf died like 10 years ago i had no idea that dude was still alive he thought so too and then he was like oh i got one of my and i and i say that with the utmost respect too you know yeah no that guy yeah. that guy was super talented and everything yeah. um but uh, yeah, it's 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 tough for for 2022. But I mean, I mean, a lot of those people are getting older. The Bob Saget one that uh, that took me. Oh, forward. yeah, that was because like, you know, he's he's not that old compared to everybody else. Like Betty White, it, it was 99. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. White America's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, get a couple beers in him and the kid when <laughs> the bids go to bed, he turns into like <laughs> yeah. America's monster. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw I saw a great, a uh, great thing that. uh he was he was TikTok before TikTok was invented from America's <laughs> oh, yeah, Funniest Home America's Videos. Funniest. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And that still exists, and it's still. I love America's Funniest Home Videos. Like I've loved that for years. Like I've tried. It's still to, going. Uh, yeah, it's still going. Yeah. Alfonso, uh, Carlton from Fresh Prince is the host of it at at the moment. Nice. I'm glad <laughs> to hear. I'm Art. glad to hear that Carlton's still doing shit. That's awesome. Yeah. He, listen, that guy still makes money. He he, he had a Fortnite. Yeah. They took the Carlton. They put it into Fortnite. I hope he got paid from that. They really, they really put the Carlton in there. Yeah, did they he do the? Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Beautiful. I got, I got rhythm. Misty, uh, we know a ton about Steve. We don't yes. know anything about you. You're an enigma. Yeah. Uh, what tell would us you about you. know. Well, uh, everything. Tell us. Uh, I mean, we are technically a comic book podcast. We don't really talk much about comics these days. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like, but. Uh, <laughs> What made you decide to uh, get into, uh, you know, trying your hand at writing a comic? Or do you, do you come from, have you written a bunch of stuff before? Like, uh, yeah, let, let me know your origin story. Um, so this is the first time I've written a comic. Um, and so I'm very lucky I got to co-write with Steve, who's had some experience at it. But it's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time, ever since I discovered the genre of horror comics and classic golden age horror comics. Um, Those just struck a huge chord with me and changed the trajectory of what I wanted to do with myself as an artist. And so I, over the course of the pandemic were, was jotting down a lot of ideas for short stories for short, spooky, scary horror stories to go in a new anthology and started developing a horror anthology comic. So um, that's kind of when Steve's paths and I crossed and Steve came on a podcast that I I co-host called The The Long Box of Darkness. And and it's a podcast about... Good name. Good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the plug. Plug it. Plug it. Let's go. It's called The Long Box of Darkness, and you can listen to it on your favorite podcast app. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Um, it's, it, the, it gets its name from my co-host's mom, who used to call his – he had a box of horror comics, and she would call it the, his Long Box of Darkness. I love so it. That's wow. where, that's so let, let me ask you this then. What were – you said Golden Age horror Still comics. my question, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know because, like, I'm a big Bernie Wrightson guy. Yeah, I've got a t- like. I don't have any of. I don't have a ton of like back issues, but mm-hmm. the ones that I do have is I have a lot of the like old like cre- copies of like Creepy Magazine. 
cool. an eerie magazine, you know, like with the Frazetta covers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, like, what was your, um, like, what kind of stuff do you read? Like specific, you, can, you know, get into the the, the nerd weeds. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So, of course, the classic EC horror stuff. Um, yeah. uh, I like Marvel's Dead of Night. I really like a lot of DC, like House of Secrets mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. uh, House yeah. of Mysteries are really fun. Like all of that anthology horror stuff from the 70s. Um, mainly the seventies and then earlier. That's all, that's all my jam. I really like some pre-code horror stuff, um, like voodoo, you know? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Haunt of fear, vault of horror. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of all of that stuff. So are you, oh, go ahead. I say, are you, uh, uh, any love for swamp thing at all in there? You know, I haven't ventured into Swamp Thing. Okay. Herman, my Long Box of Darkness co-host, he loves Swamp Thing. Um, and I have a feeling that I'll really enjoy it, too, once I start getting into it. Um, I, th- but I think gonna... House of Secrets was the first appearance of Swamp Thing, yes. technically. I yes. think he yeah. Had, he had, like, a short story in there, right? Yeah, he, like, makes, oh his, he makes his first appearance in an anthology. Yeah. Len mm-hmm. Wine and Bernie Wrightson. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Len Wein also created Wolverine. That he did. That wow. he did. Although if you ask certain people, they'll Good. say Stan Lee. But God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not to, Anyways. Not to I, needed, I just ruined the I show. Needed a, I, I needed a second there. I'm back. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. Uh, so I guess my question, are you a big, are you, are you a monster kid? Are you familiar with that term? <laughs> monster kid. Mm, yeah. Do you know what that is? I don't think I know what it is. So Monster Kid was like, a, I guess it's kind of an old school term from around that time period, like when they were like showing like all the black and white monster movies on TV. And it was, you know, basically like kids that would subscribe to the the monster magazines of the 60s and 70s and would watch um, all the, the black and white horror films like the, you know, the Friday night, Fright Night, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I am a a bit of a monster kid. So it's true. It sounds mm-hmm. like we're kind of in the, the same ilk. Mm-hmm. Probably. Well, um, I am in like a 90, I, I was born in 85. So I'm kind of like nineties, nineties monster kid. I wish, I wish that I grew up in the sixties and seventies and could just buy right. those comics like fresh off oh, the man. stand. Yeah. Could you even imagine? Yeah. That'd be <laughs> just awesome. like at the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um <laughs> that's the that's I, the dream. That's the goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For distribution for X Machine, I'll put it on the list down the line. There you go. Have it at your local <laughs> we'll safe place. We'll just put yes. it in shop rights all over America. We'll just yes. print them all okay. out and put them on the stands. <laughs> so yes. let's get in, let's get into that. Yeah. So tell so you guys are doing a Kickstarter for it, which we're, we'll have links well, with I want I wanna know. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm interrupting. Go. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Just go. Right. This, this is, is what we do. Man. I want to know. Gonna... Uh, so you guys met on a podcast, and mm-hmm. so I want to know where the idea came from, and 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 kind of how you guys started uh, this collaboration of epic proportions. That's right. You're storytellers. <laughs> yeah. So tell the story of how you how 
you you wove this tapestry, how it all came together. <laughs> you see how so he just we, repeated what I said, but then tried to make it sound better, a make it better, it make it better. It up a little bit. <laughs> so, so me and me and Misty, uh, yeah, I, I was I sent her slow pokes um, when it first came out. And she's like, oh, you know, we should put you on our show, uh, The Long Box of Darkness. Like, yeah, absolutely. And we were just we just had such a good time on the show going over Christmas comics and Christmas horror comics. Uh, We read three different horror comics and we just like analyzed and gave our opinions on it. And we just kept in touch and we're like, oh, we should work together on something. And I was like, oh, we should do a Christmas thing because of what we just you know, what we what we did on the show. Mm -hmm. And and so just like talking back and forth, shooting ideas at each other. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's give this a shot. Let's really do this and and figure it out. Um, so I I was thinking of doing. She wanted to do an anthology of uh, horror stories, and I was like, all right, maybe we can do that, or you know, something figure something out like that. But then um, I was like, all right, I want to do evil elves, and then she's like, I want to do a comic where it's like a, a search engine where you type in your wish, and then it it it's the in but it, it it gets granted in the worst way possible, like a Twilight Zone type of episode like or, or so Wishmaster. Like, Did you ever see Wishmaster? Wishmaster is incredible. I just yeah, saw it for the, the first, first time a few months ago. Yes. Yeah. The other can ones. I just, <laughs> can I just say it was a fortune telling computer? Oh, fortune telling computer. Sorry, sorry. A fortune. Yes. Okay. I like that. That's cool. Interesting. <laughs> it can tell the future, and then it does some manipulation in order to escape. It was. It was. It was very. It was kind of like new agey and like Ghost in the Machine type stuff. Um, but when we were exchanging ideas, Steve's idea for like for the. Uh, the hell hellish elves elves from hell um and wanting to do a christmas story it kind of just was a it was like a conversation and back and forth and we ended up on uh wanting to do santa verse robots somehow i how did that even it's kind of <laughs> i i just, i, I thought like, of, i was like you know what with these two ideas why don't we put them together because like evil elves yeah. that's been done before like i you know I, I could sure. definitely have fun with it, but it's been done. So I was, I was like, well, her idea is great of, uh, of this tech thing. And, you know, what if we just combine it with Santa where Santa is tired of Christmas and he's just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm this Clint Eastwood Santa where he's like, I'm going to just, this will be my last ride. This will be my last. <laughs> and so he, he, he decides to give his magic uh, to uh, a Facebook type of character, like a Mark Zuckerberg. And he's like, you know what? Take my magic, take my essence, take my likeness. I want. I'm done because my my wife left me for the abominable snowman. And um, Ooh, that's <laughs> rough. Bro. Yeah, that is rough. So, so he, gives, he gives his character, he gives his essence to this Facebook like big corporation called the Rio Corporation, and they take his essence and make an app basically that measures your naughty or your niceness. So of course the app becomes sentient, and it's basically As Santa fighting. Mm-hmm. Yep, Santa fighting the sour version of himself. So this this like came out of that, and we just were having so much fun. Uh, we started doing stuff on Google Doc of like, all right, what if this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened? Yeah. And it and it was. It, I mean, it could have gone horrible, but it went really well. Like we just had the same yeah. type of creative juices flowing. Um, yeah. just I, feel like, very well. I feel like I spent a lot of t- like we spent a lot of time building the world before we really like wrote the story where it was like, what if we have this happen? What if we have this happen? And then going into who the characters were and then the 
the sort of environment that the characters were existing in, where it was like, okay, when does it take place? Oh, it takes place in 2045. Okay, what's going on? All right, this is going on. Okay, who's, you know, who are like the villains in this world? And sort of thinking about the, the larger factors at play. And then once we established the world that we were working with, the story kind of wrote itself. Wow. Like a computer, like a computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's not, that's smooth. Cause writing, I think writing by yourself can be difficult, but it can even be way more difficult with another person. Like I think it's really rare if you can find somebody that you're just like clicking with, yeah. you know, where it becomes like this nice smooth transition. Yeah, this this um, was, uh, this could have been like, you know, we could have fought each other. This could have been like, Oh, my ideas, but you know, you could have, mm-hmm. could have been a horror story from, from any, <laughs> any angle. And that would have been the comic, but luckily yeah. I, I met somebody that's just very cool and I it, best idea wins. It doesn't matter where it comes from as right. long as it's, you know, it's just, it works for the story. Whatever's best for the story is what wins. It doesn't matter. Both of our stuff is in here and it's, wow. I think it's very equal. Um, and like it, it plays to both of our strengths, which is yeah. awesome. And I'm very excited for, for people to read this because this is my first time working with a partner. And I was yeah. like, I want to, I want to try it. I want to see, hopefully it'll work. Hopefully nobody will hate me. Uh, and, by the end of this thing, and were you guys? Uh, were you guys? Uh, not sorry to interrupt. Oh no, worries. But uh, when you guys were writing together, on were, did you have like a like we were both looking at the like Google, the shared Google Doc together, just writing, just working stuff out on the page in real time with one another? Yeah, yeah. We, we would yeah. do meetings with each other. We um, we what works for me, at least for the other comics, is just like setting deadlines for ourselves. So it's like, mm-hmm. right, right, by this time, let's do you know, let's just do a brain dump. And just put all our ideas on the page and we'll kind yeah. of like put them into pieces. Um, That's good. Like, yeah. And then we'll take that. We'll, we'll turn it into an outline, you know, cause that'll be our, our roadmap for writing this comic. And right. then, Hey, let's do the first 10 pages. All right. Let's go over the first 10 pages and like talk about it. Let's add this, take away whatever. And then after the first 10 pages, then the second 10 pages. Mm-hmm. And then after that, same, same process. And it was very seamless. It, it was very, uh, very positive too. Like I was so excited to just keep working on this and for us to do it in the time we did, I think we, it took us what, three months for all this stuff to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like write it. It took about three months. I think we just, we really shared a vision for what we wanted. Yeah. You know, it was like, we want this to be really funny and really entertaining and really action packed. Um, and like you were saying, the best idea wins. It was just all to like, all for the reader, really. Like, what's right. going to make, what's good, who, what's going to make the reader the most entertained or laugh the hardest? Um, that's, so, yeah. that's really, I see, I like to hear that. And I think it with, even though the, as much as the pandemic kind of sucks, well, it does suck yeah. just straight up. I think that it, though has kind of allowed like innovated a lot of this these kind of like work relationships that you wouldn't normally get the opportunity to do like brian and i are doing a web comic for the podcast your process sounds a lot like our writing process yeah 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 and it was just one of the yeah we would like because bry was it well bry can i give him the the backstory real quick hell yeah so bry got accepted into like a master's program for filmmaking but you know, yeah, we all have. He has responsibilities, children, yeah. a mortgage, couple drop of it all. Being, not being like, well, see you guys. I'm going to college. Yeah, uh, that's, that's not really an option. Nope. Um, and so you know, and it was a lot of money. So he's like, well, I'm not going to do it. And we were kind of like, 
well, we've been talking about doing something for the podcasters. Why don't we, you know, why don't we just try and write something together, like a, a web comic or something, just something for fun, keep it light, you know? Yep. And we did the pretty much the same thing you guys did is uh, the only difference I would say, right, Bri, is we would, because I wanted Bri to like really, because I've written stuff before. Yeah, this was my first I, time writing a comic. Yeah. And, and I've been doing this for way too like way too long now um so i was like getting too old for this shit you get too old. Okay. yeah i'm yeah. yeah i'm i'm fucking danny glover over here like i'm getting too old for this uh, and, uh, and so i would just be like bry you you know we would hack tack, tackle chunks and yep. then we would sit down together and almost like rewrite each chunk that we assigned to ourselves right and just you know whether some of the stuff a lot of times we didn't have to rewrite anything yeah. it was just like what do we want to do for dialogue here oh we should add this oh we should do this you right know? right and but we, yeah, it was kind of the same thing where like we, you know, mapped out the world first and did all of the beats first and basically mm-hmm. where we wanted the characters to go from the beginning to the end and then, you know, fit the dialogue in from there. And yeah, it, it worked out really well. It was a smooth, really smooth uh, process. And I, I will I would argue, I don't know if maybe I'm curious what you guys think of this is working out dialogue with somebody. Especially in this type of setting where you're like real time with them through like Skype or Zoom and uh, in reading the dialogue to each other mm-hmm. is a really, I think it was a really great way of yeah. figuring out what works and what doesn't. Did you guys have something similar to that? Because sometimes, you know, there's stuff where you're like, oh, this would be great. And then someone recently like that sounds so freaking dumb. I like, did that. Don't... Yeah. A couple times. <laughs> well, I did it too. I, I mean, we all do it. Trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the best things for us was just doing the voices. I mean, Santa, luckily, you know, there's, there's kind of a cadence of how he talks or how the elves talk or how like these things go. So I, I'm not afraid to do voices and, and Misty's not afraid to do voices. So like with, all right, let's with hear your the... Santa then. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh. Misty, who is your, who is your voice? Let's hear it. I did um, elf, right? Yeah, I did. I do like quite a few because we like split them up between the two of us. So right. I do Ellie the elf. Hit me, hit me with she, an elf. Ellie the elf. She's she's like um, uh, what is her name? <laughs> um, oh, like fudge and cinnamon sticks, right? And what? like. You know, Yes. Oh, oh, fudging cinnamon sticks. <laughs> He's also British, I guess, as well. <laughs> I didn't Perfect. pick up. Yeah. So how did Santa, what is like depressed Santa when he's like, oh, 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 Mrs. Claus is with old Bonneville right now. God damn. Well, he, calls, he calls a Bonneville snowman like a, 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 a uncle cousin it motherfucker. So cousin he, it motherfucker. <laughs> I like that. You I tell that. that cousin it motherfucker that he can <sighs> Suck my candy cane, like you know what I mean. So like, <laughs> is there are there any like quiet moments where he like goes out to the reindeer barn and he just sits there and like cries all by himself? Just well, he, our our Santa does uh, cocaine, which is pretty good. Oh, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we I mean, got some highs and we got long. some lows. Yeah, if you look if you look at our uh, our Kickstarter, the the Santa uh, being being all coked out is like my that's one of my favorite things ever, and. <laughs> We just got the lettering back from Lane Lloyd, and you know, I, I hold on. Let me just read this, read this to you real quick. Um, here, hold on. So, I, I we did a lot of um, rhymes too for certain things. Um, for some of the the, uh, I guess some. It's not dialogue. I guess it's the narration. Narration is what you went full Etrigan with it. There we go. Yes, I like it exactly. Yeah. Well, because I mean, I feel like as a Christmas story, you need to do those those type yeah. of things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, In the old EC horror fashion, <laughs> rhyming narration. Perfect. Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm trying to find the letters here. It was fun doing the voices. Like, we'd go over the script, and I'd do some voices, he'd do some voices. And we're thinking we might actually do a recording of us, like, doing, reading through the script, like a read-through. Oh, you definitely should. I love that you say that, because that's one of one of the things that I want to do with uh, Operation Blue, is get, like, a full voice cast and produce, like, an audio drama Oh, podcast, if you need a voice, you let, you let me know. I will. Need a, even if it's just Al, you know what I mean? I'll do that. But we yeah. have like on, on Donner, on on Blitzen, you know, this we can't even do it, but this cocaine is hidden. Like we, we rhymed <laughs> while he was doing it. Um, you know, you, we, 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 had, we rewrote that like three times too. Like that was <laughs> yeah, like, was we rewrote that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And you know what's... I, I've been working a lot in indie comics this last year um, and I find it so enjoyable because there's so much freedom as to what you can do because there's literally no, nothing saying that you can't do that. Like there's like, you don't have to necessarily think about market, like marketing, which when you do something for like a corporate entity, that's something that's heavily like you have meetings about that. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Like how are we going to, what's marketable? What's not. And with any it's just more of like, you're thinking solely about what is going to have the greatest effect on the page in terms of like content and vibe, yep. you know, like, you know, like how's the, what, what's going to make the joke sting the most. And I, yeah, there's just something so refreshing about that. I mean, I get it. You know, like you can't have, you know, Marvel's not going to put out a comic with Santa doing a line of coke. They might, they might, but it's going to be. He, you know, he wants, he wants the snow. They did so, Punisher Max, wants, so no. you never know. It's, true. it's going to be in the Max line. It's going yeah. to be in the Max yeah. line, you know. But I, no, I think that it's so great. So let me ask you this: How was um, because you know I I have a few fingers uh in the fire in terms of like with creators who are, you know, doing a lot of Kickstarter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were going to say a lot of Coke for a second. A lot yeah. of Coke. Yeah. I hang out with a this lot of 70s and 80s, movies. man. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny. I can't say any names or I can't sell any sources. Um, and I won't say what companies, but let's just say I, I was, I'm good friends with a former editor at a very big comic publisher from back in the eighties. And he would tell me that during the 80s and like early 90s boom, that's how they, because, you know, there was just, you had like Malibu Comics and yeah. Comico yeah. and all these companies and, you know, whatever, putting out just tons of shit, right? And uh, that's how a lot of these guys um, put out a lot, like so many books, especially can, with like some imagine. of the bigger companies. <laughs> you can imagine, you remember how crazy the comics were? Oh, yeah. So like Coke and Speed was like a regular thing. And, you know, you figure the average, you know, most of these guys were like in their late 20s, early 30s. So they're making $1,000 a day doing lines of Coke and just cranking out, you know, a 20 page comic a week. <laughs> oh just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, which is so nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When yeah, I was I, at the. I actually think a comic about that is hilarious. Like, I think that'd be hilarious. Like, it was the big time, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I don't know if they'll, it'll be one of those things where like maybe another 10 years, they'll do a documentary about it. Oh, but I, I don't think they will. Cause like so many people that came out of that genre or yeah. that time period are of like, 
significant standing in celebrate the industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know, you're doing like kind of like it's all stuff that's like it's like it was, you know, lighthearted kind of kids material, you know, like kids superhero <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So you can't really be like, well, you know, what well, we're doing uh, <laughs> Superman, we're also doing lines of coke and just stand I up. felt like Superman, brother. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing eight ballers in the bathroom and then getting in there and just cranking out like an issue of Thor. It was amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah. You can't do a fucking blue X-Men. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't. I don't know. It'd be great. I'm with you. Like maybe Vice or something. Vice, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. know you're, uh, come on. I feel like it would be honestly more work if you were if like if i was on cocaine typing like to edit it later on would be a nightmare because i'd just be taking out like pages of dialogue missy missy you need to go back and read those comics from the 90s i don't i I don't yeah they weren't taking anything out no (laughs) okay yeah they're just they're just throwing pouches and guns and muscles that don't even exist yeah yeah Oh man! Well, he, oh, spent, he spent four pages explaining in detail exactly that how his secret lair worked, and uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I could just see like Rob Layfield's like, I don't have time for fucking more toes. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> the villain just is his expose just goes on and on yeah. and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. No. Wild times nowadays. I think it's more of like. Uh, I think it's taken a bit more seriously because, you know, like I think the the industry isn't nearly as secretive. So I think there's more people that take notice. And like, I would say I used to disagree. I had a lot of friends, like people in the industry, like especially when we were coming up in school and our big argument, a lot of times in class, I remember we had a huge argument all the time about this is like, what's more famous? What are people more interested in is the creators or the creations? And I'd always argue like creations, man. I don't know who any of the writers or any of the artists are. And uh, I would don't know if I would argue that nowadays. I would say I run into fans now who are more fans of individual creators, especially with like Instagram and stuff, because they like, you know, social media. Um, That kind of happens to me everywhere I go, man. Everywhere I go. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, of course, you know, Big Bride, King of Beards, man. Like everybody, they're like, oh, (laughs) shit, there he is. There he is. Your Majesty. The guy who came from Idaho. He was he was very excited to meet me and it was awesome. And he knew who you were. That's right. That's right. Bry had a super fan show up. Shout out to Damon. I know he's listening. Yeah. Uh, he came and was like, is this big bride? Is this the king of beards? <laughs> I had a uh, that actually happened to uh, at Rose City a few years ago uh, when I was still doing uh, super geeky with Brady. And really? Uh, yeah. One of one of his buddies. Uh, showed up at Rose City and he he looked at me and he's like, "Oh my God, you're you're big sexy Brian Bales." And I'm like, "I like this guy. Like, bring this guy around anytime." I'll let you buy me a drink. Can can I can I one up you? Yeah. Okay. So. This fucking guy. Every I know. Time. I know. No, this that is great. Never, never happened. What if he said no? <laughs> it's just like, nah. well, I wouldn't have told the story then. So my mother called me. Um, like about a, uh, probably about a week ago. Yeah. And, uh, she goes, Oh, I had the craziest thing happen at work. And she had some like high school athlete or something. Um, and, uh, this kid, you know, this kid was talking about this and that, and she, he mentioned something about like comics or whatever. And, uh, my mom goes, Oh yeah. My son, uh, my son, uh, Tad, you know, whatever he, he's a comic book artist who does for a living. And the kid goes, he goes, 
your son's the guy who did Cretaceous. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I, it, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, there we go. I was like, fine. And I, what's sad? <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, what's sad? I was, I was like, oh, now my mom actually takes my job serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was kind of one of those like, oh, fine. Finally, finally, some uh, <laughs> a little well, you're, just you're- for my family, just for my family, because they, you know, they, yeah, I don't. But I think a lot of people you have, you have a very unique name. So like, that's not something that people will forget. So like once people see like Tad Galusha, like it's like they're going to remember it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was more happy that he named the book. Cause that meant he actually like read the book, probably bought yes. it or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, Oh, that's so great. That's such a like, okay. But it was, what's sad is I didn't even care about that. It was more of just the fact that like, see, see mom, it's not a waste <laughs> of time. You, mom. Yeah. It's not a waste of time. Val, there is, so when you, I'm when doing you something. That, when you started that story, I legit thought you were going to be like, my mom said that she loved my work, but she's my biggest. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom hates my work. It is not a fan of my I'm, stuff. Any, anytime uh, we drop a new page of Operation Blue, my mom always shares it. Brian's mom yeah. is a, a way that's bigger a good, fan. That's a good fan. Yeah. That's, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, my mom is like, mm. well, she, she'll say that this is this is her nice line that she says. So she goes, well, I understand what you do is very good. It's just not something I would ever look at or put on my wall. <laughs> oh, my God. Dinosaurs, yeah. Ninja Turtles, Beast, Ooh. crazy. Uh, no interest. It's fine. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a generational thing, man. She's, yeah. she's you know, she has no interest. She's not putting up. To, to go right. off fan things, uh, it's been very crazy with the slowpoke stuff because, like, I'll just get I'll get sloth stuff now, which is awesome. But somebody great, that, somebody that I talked to um, had me on their podcast, and they're like, "Hey, man, I'm getting a slowpoke's tattoo." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Whoa!" Oh. I was like, yeah. if you, "I was like, all right, if, you, if that's what you want to do, like, that's fine." But like, I just think about this first. <laughs> Dude, I that's awesome, man. Hopefully, that, hopefully, when volume two comes out, he's like, I'm getting this shit covered up. Like, yeah, he doesn't yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> but you know, it kind of that's what's so interesting about this industry, that, um, or about just like I don't even want to say industry, just creating art. Yeah. Is like you do it because it's something that's fun and yeah. you think it's it's something like, well, it's interesting. You know, you don't expect it to have any impact. But then when you see that it has impact on people's lives and, and not in any kind of like significant, yeah. it's, a, in, it's just for, a form for, of for entertainment ruining right? people's days, but uh. or, ruin people, or, or <laughs> yeah. ruining people's days. But it's just that that idea of like uh, you it really, I guess it makes you feel like you are contributing something to the the general like culture and when you get a little bit of validation of somebody who's just like, oh man, I really like that. Or I'm getting a fucking tattoo of your face on my ass. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of one of those where you're like, it's like, holy shit. Like it's, it's, I don't know. For me, it's still always find it shocking just because uh, where I grew up and stuff like that. Like I didn't know anybody who even like was interested in art or culture yeah. or pop culture, let alone culture, you know? So it was one of those, like, I know to me, it's, I know it's always kind of like, Oh, this is why we do it. Cause we're like, it's not about like personal gain or anything like that. It's more of just like, Oh man, you're making somebody, especially like right now during the pandemic, there's somebody who's reading slow pokes and going, I needed this today. Oh, this was a good, this was a good laugh. And that's the whole, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Um, oh, just but- wait till Misty blows up. Misty's going to have some, I, she's going to have stands. She's there. She already has stands already. 
So I can only imagine <laughs> when this thing goes out. <laughs> and then her anthology stuff. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's coming. I Just actually want to hear, uh, you know, you've got your anthology coming out, Misty. Uh, um, your your guys's book, X, what is it? X Machina? Is that yeah. how I say it? Yeah. Yeah, X yeah. Machina. I believe yeah. you guys are funded now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you're fully funded. So... Uh, what else you got coming? What else is uh, in the pipeline for you? Like, what else? Uh, you know, you got other other comics down the line that you're uh, that you're wanting to do. For me, it's just the anthology. It's all I can think about. It's all I really. It's all I work on. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I have so many stories to get through that I think it's going to keep me busy for a while. I don't even know if anybody's going to like it or read it. I just like have to make it, you know, it's like this feeling where I'm just like, I have to make this. All that, Um, all that matters is one. That's all that matters. (laughs) I'm sure that's my, that's my rule. I, I, everyone can hate my work. If it's just one person who digs it Mm -hmm. and then it's worth it. That's it. That's all that matters. You know, Hey, my Mm -hmm. son read Cretaceous. I think it was last week. So and I'm his favorite artist now, right? Yeah, except he was pissed. <laughs> now he has a tattoo of you on, on his shoulder. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got into it with Brian's son. Who's seven. Seven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need to educate your son that uh, Megalodon didn't exist for like millions of years, man. Like this is dinosaurs. Like we're pre, okay. you know, prehistoric. I like that you argue <laughs> with my seven-year-old. Do they, they send videos we- <laughs> to each other back and forth and it's the funniest I- thing. I cut. I, he's your son's the only person I actually cut like pro wrestling promos for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full. And I go all out. Like, what are you talking about? Oh my god, yeah. you're it's absolutely like, wrong. It's like black and white and like stylized. And, yeah, yeah, I'll edit it. It's so it's, stupid. And, I will waste. <laughs> oh, definitely. I will sit here in the studio and I will spend an hour cutting a video that's like maybe a minute and a half long for for brian's son yeah and it's all just because he'll be like captain america sucks and it's like what yeah. <laughs> I, I think i think you guys got to do cameos now we're like that's your thing if you if you oh. give if you give money to the operation blue Fuck, i would add galusha fun Pad Galusha and Brian Dell would cut, cut promos on you. I would be Brian just that. had a movement. Yeah, I did. That would be amazing. <laughs> Listen, if you want me to cut you a promo or a cameo or like do your voicemail, you just hit us up, Blue Tiger Revenge at Substack.com. I'll do it. I'll do it now. Just let me know. That's right. So so Misty, um, are you doing for this anthology, are you doing all the art yourself too? No, actually, I have a list of artists that uh, it's like a wish list, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have a few artists who are excited to do the project. So um, I have a couple of people that I'm looking forward to working with. Now, did you do the same program that um, this that Mr. Urena here did? the uh, comic experience program? Or are you just like, I have to get this out. I'm just I'm just flying by night. We'll just. Let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, just uh, flying by night. But I um, love it. I love I, it. <laughs> I do have a lot of art experience and, and writing experience, so I'm okay. not I'm not like a new person to to art, really. Well, well you like, know where my next question's going, then, right? Uh, no. What other stuff have you written? I'm just curious. Is, yeah. is there anything we can get our hands on? Oh, our claws, our tiger oh, claws on? Like written? Yeah. Um. 
No, mostly marketing stuff because I okay. like marketing. <laughs> okay, no, I get you. I get you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this would be my first comic book I've written. Oh, that's great. Though. I, that's I mean, awesome. it's still like I, I think sometimes a lot of people get it misconstrued that a lot of those skills don't like lapse over, but they do. Like some of the best, some of the, my favorite comic book artists don't aren't even working in the industry. They're they're busy like doing like concept art or they're working like for some corporate entity where they're just not allowed to post anything that they, you know, cause it's all like yeah. internal stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, you know, so it's like, I've written articles about things. I've done a lot of research based articles and um, I do a lot of writing just for my job. So, but it's like boring, you know, commercial stuff. Um, sure. so this yeah. is like just really fun. And, you know, um, I like, I mean, I love Twitter. I like making tweets. I guess that, I don't know if that counts as writing, but it's like this short form poetry. I don't know. Oh, just, that's awesome. I like love words. I love reading. Um, I've always been a fan of, of literature and, and writing. So I am flying by the seat of my pants, but I hope that I'm prepared enough for the journey. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, <laughs> so you look at like, I like, you never, you know, you have your, you know, like, like music, right. You have these musicians, these bands that come out. I love going back and finding like their early albums because there's always a rawness and there's like an energy to it that like, at some point they get too refined and they get, they get away from it. They're never going to like, go listen to like white zombies first, like three albums before they cut their, like, I guess, official albums. They're very different, but there's just so much energy and stuff that you can see the foundation of like their trajectory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you looked at, if you look at my art and the things that I've been involved in up until now, it, it makes sense that I've landed here. It, yeah. it feels right to me to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. So because you guys are doing a Christmas book, I want to know how was your guys' Christmas? Did you guys have a good little Christmas season? Oh, um, well, I, my cat, I, well, it was a good Christmas dinner. It was very relaxing. Just me and my mom and my brother, um, nice. and we were all vaccinated and feeling safe. Yeah. Um, and, but then I got home and my poor cat, she had had a heart attack. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to bring her to the emergency room and. I spent most of Christmas Eve in my car in the parking lot outside of the animal hospital. Um, but my boyfriend, he came and joined me and was just a very sweet guy and was there for me. And um, she lived through the night. Oh, what? I brought her home. I know. She, well, they have nine lives, you know, so she's got eight left, oh, apparently. Wow. <laughs> it was all that cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Damn. You guys got to cool it with the coke, man. The, <laughs> wait, wait. Excuse me. The snow. The there you snow. Go. The snow. No, yeah. Yeah. The fresh powder. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. I love. I'm a big fan of the pow, man. <laughs> so, yeah, she's doing okay now. But so that was like, and that yeah, it was. You got a story to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? That would actually make a very good comic. Uh, I'm being a hundred percent like not joking, honest. Really? That would, I honest, I think that would that is a really interesting story. Um, especially were you, were like you the do whole cat does cocaine and you go to the hospital. <laughs> like, well, it's Christmas. You're like maybe yeah. Uh, I could see it play out where like 
go over to you go over to her mom's and you know have dinner with the family and everything. Yeah, you have then the meanwhile title. at the house, you know, um, you know, uh Missy the cat, you know, jumps up there and I don't know what your cat's name is. I, <laughs> probably not Missy if her if she's Misty. She's you never know. I had a cat named Mister, okay. All right. That's fine. I didn't know. Okay, well, you know, the cat, you know, gets into your stash. You know, because you and Steve had been up like for days writing this amazing yeah. comic. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the cat obviously has this, cra- you know, who knows, like this crazy adventure all throughout. It did kill 15 mice first. <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever. And then right when you come home, you know, it you know, had a little too much. And then you go to the ER and then you have this nice ending with your, you know, the boyfriend comes and yeah. it doesn't necessarily is you, but it yeah. ends with the cat going to rehab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do the, you do She's the title. finally going to get her stuff together. This is going to be it. I know it. This is going to be it. God, we're assholes. We're like <laughs> cracking jokes. It's, it's okay. The cat lift. The That's cat true. lift. Okay. We're good. She we're did. good. Yeah, she's okay. She's doing okay. She's sleeping right now, just right the, next to me. The, so. the title goes, it would be One Life Left, right? Like because, <laughs> <laughs> because of all the other times before. And then this is this is the cat fight, you know, fighting the demons to get back to reality, right? Like that's a, right. You know, that's right. Oh, there, you go. there it is. <laughs> On Christmas. On Christmas. So okay, so you ha- so your Christmas was not the best, but uh, <laughs> if you're you're writing a Christmas comic, uh, tell me your favorite Christmas movie. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol oh, or cool. or Scrooged with Bill Murray. Another good um, one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just heard I just read a thing about apparently Bill Murray and the director of Scrooge hated each other. And like towards the end of the film in that movie, they weren't even on set together. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I did not know like, that. The same with yeah. uh, Richard Dreyfus and Bill Murray and what about Bob? Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> that makes it, that's even funnier though because <laughs> yeah. That actually works. Like it makes for like a better movie. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm a Richard. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch that and see if you can tell, you know, if he's like glowering at the yeah, camera. My, my sister and I watched it over Christmas and I I was like, I couldn't, I, I, I don't know. I Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I didn't really seem to notice. It just seemed like, you know, Bill Murray from that time period of his career. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, being Bill Murray. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, how was your Christmas, man? Was it good? It was good. Uh, you know, same quiet, which is what I like, because during the, the whole year, I am on go for everything, for my job, for the comic stuff, for my family, who's, who's yeah. crazy as well. Um, so to, just to go home, just to go oh, home. Wait, how's how's Mrs. Urena, your mom? How's she doing? She's good. She's she is uh, a, probably the biggest ball breaker you'll ever beat. I hope I, that's why I'm asking, because yeah. last time you came on, I, you yes. told us how she just flipped the shit the yeah. whole time. Yes, she does. Uh, when I when I shave my head, right, like uh, yeah. you know, in the summertime, she'll be like, "Hey, dickhead, bring in the groceries." <laughs> <laughs> how is she doing with uh, how How is she doing with the pandy? Is she doing okay? Uh, I got to say that they're they're both thriving. My dad is my dad is funny too. Like, because my dad when he calls me, he goes, "Steven, this is your father, Claudio." As if I've never <laughs> met him before. Dad, my dad <laughs> used to do the same thing. <laughs> and Claudio is like, you know, how many Claudios do I really know? None. <laughs> but he, but even crazier with that, uh, my girl, my girlfriend, her father's name is also Claudio, which I call him Claudio too. Which what? Is, yeah. What are the chances of that? 
That's crazy. That's amazing. And like during during our dating phases, I was like, oh, like, you know, I, I bet you can't guess my middle name. You know, I'm named after my dad. And she's like, is it Claudio? I was like, what? Like, how did you get that so quick? She goes, oh, because my father's name is Claudio. I was like, I hope it's not the same one. <laughs> Dude. Wow. Your parents sound like quite the uh, the duo. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they are. My, my friends, my, my other, my, one of my best friends says that I related to um, like Family Matters and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because my parents had the same exact hair as them. <laughs> 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 so my mom has, has like the, you know, the Harriet, like the hairs up. And then my, my dad has like the cul-de-sac where there's like yeah. nothing. On <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got the Uncle Phil rocking, right? <laughs> Uncle Phil rocking. That's piece. right. But yeah, That's Christmas right. was good. Just uh, staying safe. Um, it was just me and my parents for for you know for, for a week, which was very nice. Um, saw a new Spider Man, which was awesome. That was like the one where uh, I was like, all right, if I, if I'm gonna get COVID, this might be the place. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I still haven't seen the new Spider Man, and I've been I was hounding Bry a couple of days ago because I was I, I watched some clip. Yeah, I don't know, Misty. Did you see it? Have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. Okay, well, I saw some clip, spoiler, where the Green Goblin is fighting the, the new, what is his name? Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah, Tom, Tom Holland, Holland Spider Man. And it was great, right? Like, I'm a huge William Defoe fan. So anything he's in, I'll watch it. The craziest he, thing about that movie, though, is that they're like, all right, Green Goblin's coming back, you know, fine. It's like, you don't need the mask because you look scary enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah leave, leave that mask at home, William. Your face is fine. He was Dude. probably like, I'm not wearing the fucking mask. <laughs> Thank <All> God. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, most of the time I get upset when they demask the, you know, to show the actor's face yeah. in the film. I'm like, just leave the mask on, man. Like, that's what we're here for. We want the superhero, yeah. not the actor. But with him, he's one of those rare occasions where I'm like, yeah, get the stupid helmet off of him. I want to see Defoe. I want to see this. Defoe's goblin, amazing. Man. <laughs> yeah, like come on. Um, but I was bug- I've been bugging Bry like when is it when is it gonna stream? Not till can I watch it on worry. HBO? Yeah. Oh, such BS, yeah, it's making man. too much money still. Yep. Yep. I want to see it, but I don't want to go to the theater. I haven't been to the theater think, in like two years. Now, if you go yeah, probably in the morning now, like if pretty you went, empty. Like, yeah, 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 morning show, you'd be fine. First yeah, show of the day. Nah. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. Get a latte, nice Sunday coffee. <gasps> oh my god, that sounds so. I'm. I might do that tomorrow morning. I'll get up early. I won't tell. No, you won't. I bet. I'll bet twenty bucks you won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> or you go full Spider-Man Bri- get because Brian, Spider-Man Brian, Brian knows me too well. I'll be up to like four a.m. tonight and yeah. then texting him while he's trying to sleep. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'll wake up. I'll wake up and there's like twelve unread messages from Tad at like three. In and the it's morning. all. It's all bullshit, yeah. too. It's just like stupid, like, <laughs> dude, look at this eagle killing this rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Check out this video of this guy running from a bear. Like, yeah. that's crazy, right? <laughs> there was a crazy news thing where, like, this guy was doing a news report. And he got hit by a car and still continued to do the news report. Oh, my God. Really? That's ball yeah, he was, he was fine. But, like, that's, uh, that's a pretty astounding feat. He's just like, oh, I'm okay. Oh. <laughs> like, I've got some new stuff that we can actually roast Brian about. This is really great. I loved it because I already kind of roasted him about it. And, okay. and he was like, fuck you. I still hate that guy. So I've discovered Bry hates, he will not watch any movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. In it, right. <laughs> but then I found out that Leo and Bry would be probably best friends. Like, 
they would go everywhere. They would have so much fun together. And I'm not saying well. I wouldn't ride on the guy's private jet. <laughs> I'm not talking like that. Like, I don't, I think that you guys would actually like bond over like your, 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 your love for nerddom and fan yeah. appreciation of certain characters, mostly Star Wars. So apparently, you know how DiCaprio, right? He only dates like these Uber, like super. He models, leaves them right? when they hit like 26. Yeah. yeah. So he got with some new supermodel and the date was he rented out an entire theater and forced her. This is so great. I love Leo so much more for this. And she had never, she was like 22. She'd never seen Star Wars before. So he made, he was like, well, we'll just watch one of the Star Wars movies. But what he didn't tell her is he met like all the, ori- the yeah, <laughs> the, the original three movies from like what the late seventies, eighties. And he brought lightsabers and during the fight scenes, he would like stand up because they have the whole theater themselves and he would reenact and run around the theater like he was fighting with Luke Skywalker and Obi and Obi-Wan and all the whole gang. And she, of course, was horrified. But I just kept thinking like, because Bri, no. I, I just, Bri just got like this super amazing, sweet lightsaber. I just picture Leo and Bri. <laughs> in the darkness like are you ready bud i would I'm kill ready, him bud yeah <laughs> and you guys be going through i actually oh, did that when uh when the phantom when the, see when the see, phantom menace came buddies. out in a full theater my buddy and i we were we saw we ran to the front when the lucas film hit and we were we were lightsaber battling to cheers from the crowd <laughs> wow see all that hate for DiCaprio. No, you want to know. You want to know why he funny. still sucks. He had to rent out the theater to do it by himself. I did it in a crowded theater because <laughs> I'm not scared. Hey man, hey man, it's a pandy. It's a pan. We're in the middle of a pandy. I don't care. He was just being safe, and he was trying to have a romantic evening with his lady, which he. <laughs> You're not so- trying to have a romantic evening <laughs> with lightsabers. That's what I love about it, though. Where he's like, "Could you imagine going on a date with like a supermodel <laughs> or?" some like celebrity and then you're like nah all cards on the table i'm an uber star wars fan you gotta just <laughs> you take can't it when you have dicaprio money that's true that's true <laughs> i just thought it was awesome yeah and i see look at him he's like fuck dicaprio yeah i'm not friends with him nope you guys are friends i, I, I love don't look up don't look up was i i love oh. it over the pandemic i thought that was very funny yeah, yeah. it's a great movie very yeah. funny i wish i could watch it i wish i could watch it i can't <laughs> no like dicaprio because of DiCaprio, I've seen two movies in the last twenty years with DiCaprio in it, maybe three tops with him in it. We can I, can you make a promise? That's true. What's that? Could you can you make me a promise right here, right in front of Misty and Steve? Uh, depends. I want you to cut an aggressive promo at DiCaprio <laughs> from our podcast, pro wrestling style. But then when you post it on Twitter. You actually have to tag DiCaprio. Does he have a Twitter? I'll I'll do it if he has a Twitter. I think I think he does. I believe he does. I'm looking right now to see if he has one. Yeah, I'll do I it. Think, I think you got to cut like a like a as Darth Maul. Or Darth <laughs> <laughs> you ha- and you have to have your dark saber or whatever that. I do have the dark saber. It's right behind me. You can see it. And I want it lit up. Like at some point, you have to light it up. Like you're challenging him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Hundred percent. I, w- I wouldn't put you on the door either. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're gonna go. This is what's gonna put Blue Tiger on the map. 
right there. Yeah. Your feud. Yeah. You and Bezos. Bezos is probably going to be like, I'm funding your podcast just because I hate DiCaprio. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I hate that guy, too, but I'd let him give me money. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got a coffee. It's like from where? From Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff. What is it for? Four million dollars. Holy shit. <laughs> it just has a note. Fuck DiCaprio. <laughs> Love Jeffy. Yeah. Love Jeffy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. I think it's time. All right. I'm not. And you have to. We're gonna have to deliver it twice. Well, see, I'm not. No, I'm not going to. I'm only gonna deliver it once because uh, Steve. Misty's had, never had it though. Steve's had the question twice, so I'm gonna. Okay. This, I'm gonna give this question the question solely to Misty. Oh, <clears throat> sorry, Steve. You're getting left out. Oh, getting left out this, this, this is this is Misty's time. My time is coming. My time is coming coming to an end. Uh, <laughs> all right, Misty. No I just so, malfunctioned. The question goes like this: It's something that we ask all of our guests who come on the show. Um, and the question is: Given an unlimited budget for you to make a comic of any character out there um it could be another it could be like a comic character movie tv whatever book whatever it might be Mm -hmm. what would you make a comic of what characters would you use or what property would you use oh so if i could like write for any ip or something yeah Mm Ooh, okay. Well, the first one that pops into my mind is Elvira. Yes. Missy, you're my favorite guest we've had all the time. I mean, for obvious reasons. Um, I just am such a huge fan. She's like a hero to me. Um, She's just, I I don't know. She's like a wonderful legend. She's like the gothic Dolly Parton. Yes, she is. Can we get that team up at this point, please? Can Dolly have, Parton and Elvira. Yeah, like they're like it has, sis- to, be a, it has to be a musical as well. Like, yeah, you know, they're long lost sisters, and they connect <laughs> to like save the universe. It just seems like it would. How did it not get made? So good. It'd be so good. They'd be. It'd be so much magic for one screen if you put right? them both in the same frame. That's it's so much. Yeah. So <laughs> so Misty, do you have a, a premise for your Elvira? Or is there any like anything you'd want to? Because you know we have. Elvira, Mistress of Darkness, where she inherits her um, aunt's estate and then like chaos ensues. Um, and then at the end, she gets her Vegas show. What mm-hmm. would uh, what would your approach to, with Elvira be, you think? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, spitball on top of your head. Nothing, nothing's finite here. Um, let's see. I think I'd have her open a charm school for young witches like and ghouls and gals and goblins alike oh i like that's that would actually be really good I, yeah she'd be great too as like the i guess the the schoolmaster or something yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah she could just teach everybody her her amazing ways her witchery and her mesmerism and her business sense <laughs> <laughs> her business sense she's really good at real estate <laughs> She's a business. She's a business lady first and foremost. I like that about her character. It's is in in the comics. She doesn't let uh, anybody get one over on her. It's like a theme, you know. She does. She's kind of surrounded by some sleaze balls sometimes, yeah. and she just so ever so gracefully brushes them off, or you know, 
threatens to have her monster eat them or something like that. So yeah, she's just, um, she doesn't let people get one over on her. She's like very confident and she could pass that on to the world, you know, to a school or. Yeah. I don't know. I like, have you, have you met her at all? No, (laughs) no. She's very pro. I, I was at, um, my sister and I, I used to go to conventions together when she was in her undergrad at, in Seattle. And um, I would drive up from Portland and her and I would, you know, just go to stupid cons and we went, they do a horror con. Like it's called, I think Crypticon in Seattle every year. It's almost yeah. like a monster Palooza, right? Yeah. It's, but it's very small. Like, like there's at least when we went, there wasn't a lot of people, but they had people like she was there. She, and um, like, you could just like walk up to her and, you know, <laughs> I mean, she wasn't in the, El- when we met her, she wasn't in the Elvira. She was just, you know, Cassandra Peterson, just in her normal yeah. clothes. And I was like, Oh, Hey. And she was just very like, oh, Hi, nice to meet you. And then later that was the big thing. Like when they had a schedule where she was going to come as Elvira. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, the place got packed real fast. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was a weird convention. Like I met um, my sister and I, we were getting coffee and we met, uh, uh, you remember you guys remember the original X-Men movie from what was it 98, 99? Yeah. Was it 99? Yeah. Remember the guy, the big dude who played Sabretooth? Yeah. There was this dude yeah. walking, walking Tyler, by. Tyler Main, right? That was yeah. Cool. He was walking, and my sister and I were like kind of in the way. He had to get by a huge dude. And we're, we're staring, I'm like, Jesus, this guy's massive. <laughs> he should like be like Sabretooth. He should be, he should be in like, <laughs> yeah. I think my sister's I'm like, that guy looks like Sabretooth. Like, Look at this guy. And we were like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, hey, can I get by you guys? Like, yeah, yeah. So we talked to him for a second, whatever. And then we walked back into the convention area and it's sitting at his booth and this big thing's saber tooth, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, they had like all these like actors there um, at Crypticon and um, and they were, there just wasn't very many people there. So you could like walk up to him just as like, you know, hey, how's it going? It was bizarre. The weirdest experience of my life, I guess. Except for when my wife ran into Lou Ferrigno, that was really weird. <laughs> my my one of my friends at work, he said that his daughter got pie faced by Jay Leno at, at Las Vegas, like when she was yeah, it's a like way back in the day or something. Like in, I guess in the nineties or something like that. Like Jay, so um, my friend's little like they're walking through the casino where they were like on vacation or something. And his little girl, like, I guess, got in Jay Leno's way and he bypassed the little girl. Holy so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's sounds, aggressive. That on point for Jay Leno from what I've yeah. heard. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I feel bad, Steve, because anytime, I, I'll be honest, I'm going to give an admission here. Anytime Bri asks the question, I'm always like, kind of a part of me that wants to answer. I don't know, Steve, you're a creative guy. Was there something when he was asking that question, was there an answer that was rolling around in your head? Is there something you were thinking? Like, if you could do anything, like any comic, was with what would you want to write? Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> writing Santa fighting robots is definitely a dream come true. It's funny because like these things are um, like I listen. I'd, I'd love to write a Spider Man one day or anything like that. But like, um, yeah, just the original stuff would be cool. But I guess if let's see, I'm thinking of like just things that I'm watching now. Like I'm really enjoying. Like that Dexter finale, I would have loved to have written for Dexter, but I, yeah. I didn't like the finale, the new finale either. Yeah, was it not good? Uh, we were gonna it was, watch it. Was it. Okay, it was. It was, it okay. was fine. Yeah, it yeah. was 
fine. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It just. I, like I just this feel ending like, better than the first one. Yes, the first ending <laughs> yeah. definitely better. But I would. I would have loved to seen him on the run, like where he just like it all caught up to him. I just felt like it wasn't. Um, like it, it was kind of paid off, but it wasn't. It didn't hit hard enough for me, at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think something like that where he's. He's just like he has this thirst for killing and he just can't get over it. And he's just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go go crazy and they, they have to put him down. Like I think that would that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. I don't there, know. Okay, <laughs> well, all right. That's okay, fine. Tad, that's fine. If you said you always want to answer. I don't have one this time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm in writing mode right now, man. I'm in all these meetings and stuff. Come on. Come on. Oh, okay. So you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, I love that. Like, I think I think a kid's thing down the line is something that I would be very highly interested in. I just discovered Apple and Onion. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. No. It is a cartoon on Cartoon Network written by the guy. There was a guy. Um, do you remember that show? It's called The It Crowd. It was like a British show. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so- I do. I do. So the guy with the the crazy hair, he wrote a cartoon about an apple and an onion that are best friends. And it is so funny and so ridiculous, but like still, you know, kid humor. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. Like, I'd, I would love to write something like that where it's just like a kid's show and just but it's wacky. Pee Wee Herman. That's what I would put. Pee Wee Herman. Something like go. that. <laughs> I love you know, Herman. Pee Wee Herman was my guy, you know, wow. I, Pee Wee Herman, the character, not the person who who did the, the terrible things in the theater. Um, but like Pee Wee Herman, something like that, where it's just it's still kid like, but, you know, you could still have fun with it and make funny jokes and and craziness. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually had a, a former guest who worked on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yep. Really? Was it was it the guy that they did that documentary about uh, on Amazon? Did you see that? Oh, I don't think they did a documentary on oh, no. that. No, no. He worked in like post production. It was way back. Oh, okay. He might have even been in sound or something. I don't I don't remember. Do you remember I, he talked that was a long time that ago was a, when Brett that came was our on? First year. Yeah. That was like Yeah, it was like our first interview. Twenty eight. Well, I, I love the, the trivia fact and going back to White Zombie that Rob Zombie worked on on the well, that's the thing is now I'm like, did my buddy did he work with white like Rob Zombie before he was Rob Zombie? Like, did he know him? Wait, that's like, not his real. Not that's him? not his real name. <laughs> I don't think so. He doesn't come from a long line of zombies. Like, oh, the old zombie family down the road. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Kids are a little weird, but good, good people, good people, good people. Oh man. Um. So, are you guys? Uh, I'm, it sounds like everybody. I mean, we all are watching a lot of TV. Are you guys watching anything cool? Is there anything you would recommend? Uh, I, I have, I've been out of the, the only thing I've watched, I've been telling Brian was I've watched golden girls and peacemaker and that's it. Is there anything else you guys have seen? <laughs> I also think the golden, the golden girls should have met uh, Elvira, like on a Halloween episode. That would have been a great crossover actually. Like <laughs> you could see that playing now. Yeah. I just watched the episode where George Clooney was on it. He was probably, I don't know. He must have been like 18, 19. He looks so young, maybe 20. He had like a big mullet and stuff. And he's all super skinny. You like, you wouldn't even recognize him. You're like, that's George Clooney. Wow. But um, yeah, I, that, I'm surprised they didn't do that. It seems like Elvira would be a good fit for the Golden Girls. He, he, she's from St. Olaf. You could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her, her and Rose castle. go way back. Yeah. Yeah. She has a castle up yeah. there, you know. <laughs> oh, that would be great. All right. Well, uh, you know, we don't want to keep you guys too late. So, uh, you know, we're starting to get towards the end of the, the, well, the well, show well, here. To answer, I think Misty was going to say uh, what she's oh, watching. Oh, yeah, Sorry, Misty. It. Go ahead. Hit it. Oh, I was. I'm also watching Peacemaker. Yep. 
Oh, what yeah. do you think of it? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, um, it's funny. It's really good. I really like like this where the story is heading from the past Suicide Squad movie and like continuing into this storyline. Like, um, I like I, I really am a fan of DC lately. Just their yeah. movie stuff, their TV stuff. I feel like they're a little bit more raw perhaps i don't know maybe a little looser around the edges like a little more ridiculous it, it's it's pretty fun i'm, I'm having yeah. a good time but it's i'm not quite uh as big of a fan of heavy metal as like the oh okay as john cena is like the You're- whole soundtrack is like 80s hair metal which i love yeah. i love it <laughs> yeah. right. that's probably my favorite part <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure some people just absolutely love it. Yeah, I I, I get it. Have I, I YouTube the Peacemaker soundtrack to listen to some of those bands? Yes, I have. <laughs> that, that intro is also fantastic. It's my favorite oh, it's intro so of television. Period. It's the best. It's, the it's best. so good. I still have that. I get that song stuck in my head yes. now because it's like so good. Yeah, it's really good. I, one of the things they've been able to do that I normally like was always kind of a turnoff uh, for DC because DC's always seems like they're very strict with their TV shows of like, they don't like changing their cost, their characters costumes too much. Right. Like, especially yeah. like the, the WB kind of stuff um, or is it WB or CW. CW? Yeah. But like with judo master, because of the, like the way the, he, the character is presented and the way he acts, I like the fact that he's wearing like this kind of ridiculous, cheesy costume. Same with like John um, Cena. Yeah. yeah, like with the hell, like it's it's so over the top and so true to the comics, yeah. but it works because we're in this like very like rated R, like kind of real world <laughs> stakes in those real character. But then you have these very like ridiculous character people, but they still act and do. They're just they're dorks with superpowers. There's something interesting about that because it's yeah. like while I was watching this episode today, I was thinking, or maybe it was the second episode. They're making fun of his metal helmet that he wears yeah yeah he's like walking out of the building and it almost seemed like they were make they were self-aware like the characters were the writers the making fun of their own ip in a way they're like that's so stupid why would he wear that he's gonna get noticed he's gonna stand out in a crowd why would that's so silly why is he wearing yeah. bright red colors and his helmet what is he you know so it's almost yeah. like it was self-aware about how ridiculous it was sure. so in that yeah. In that way, it like had it both ways. It like got to be silly, ridiculous, keep him in his fun outfit um, while also being aware that it's like silly and ridiculous. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the, the, the like, what is this fucking comic con? Like, they say that to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's really, um, I don't know. It's it's the fact that they're they're not acting like this is like normal. They're definitely calling out the ridiculousness of the like, scenario and the environment that is these superheroes i don't bry though told me some news i guess yeah i guess dc was uh not happy about it there was a big wig or somebody at dc who was very unhappy that uh that uh uh, peacemaker called batman a pussy because he doesn't kill people (laughs) some some executive was pissed that that happened which I find hilarious. Oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just... pretty true to his character. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I, it's interesting. I think 
I, I hope that they're allowed to have the kind of freedom that they're having with the show. I'm guessing that's probably the only reason why the show even exists is because, you know, someone like well, James Gunn, James you Gunn can't it like as he was finishing Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. And also a guy like James Gunn, you can't res- you can't put the restraints on or it's like no. I imagine he's just going to be like, bye. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah, I awesome mean, over they, here. Tried, they tried to end him with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like Disney tried to get him off of that project. And all the people on the sh- on the thing were like, if he goes, we're going to go. And you're not going to have Drax the Destroyer. You're not going to have yeah. Chris yeah. Pratt. You're not going to have any of those people. And I, c- I couldn't believe they tried to do that. Like, that's, that's just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Especially like the thing they were trying, they were having beef with was n- nothing. Yeah, like a, a tweet from years and years and years ago. And it was when he was doing this, like, because I, I, yeah, it was when he was doing this whole bit where he was like, uh, uh, he was trying to, he was doing like, he was some kind of like comedian or he was doing yeah. stuff about comedians. So like he was purposely like putting out like these ra- ridiculous, yeah. yeah, putting out ridiculous material, like trying to get, yeah, it was like very, it was a bit meta. And but, I but think you could tell that they were trying to like comb through his stuff. Like, you know, I mean, they, yeah. they definitely it was, had- yeah. Yeah, they definitely yeah. like had a dispute with him or something like that. We're just like, hey, look through his Twitter. Let's see if we find something so we can get him off this thing. Yeah, because it was from something like from like what? Like nine, yeah, it was, it was too long far, time too ago. far back. Yeah. And it was right. taken out of context. I, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. All that stuff's gone. I was I just finished uh, the season six. I guess it was the finale of The Expanse. And if you guys oh, haven't I, watched that, yeah. I would. I've heard very good things about that show. It's probably like the best science fiction TV show out there. Um, really? It's so good. Yeah. It's it's okay. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I really need to watch it. Is it scary? What's that? Is it scary? No. There are, there are some like some elements of it, but no, I wouldn't consider it a horror. No. Okay. But it's like, uh, you know, it's got great acting, suspense, action. Really, really all of the all of the hallmarks that make sci-fi what it is set, you know, 400 years into the future. Um, there's a colony on Mars that uh, became independent from Earth. And the only thing Mars is trying to do, uh, they're they're known for like their technology. They're trying to build a uh, a paradise on Mars because they think Earth uh, basically wastes everything and takes everything on the planet for granted, which is true. Uh, so is it? So is like Mars seceding from the Earth in a sense? They did, like they did a hundred, uh, like a hundred years prior. And, oh, and interesting. Like at an easy, it's like a. There's been like a Cold War between Earth and Mars for decades. Whoa! All right, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. You got, got me with the history. I'm yeah, in. That sounds well, great. And then you've got. Uh, once they discovered like the fusion drive or whatever to where they could explore yeah. deep in the galaxy, they've they've got a place where they called the belt. And so you've got uh, like asteroid colonies and they're called belters. And basically those people are viewed by uh, they call them the inners, the uh, Mars and Earth as, you know, second class citizens where they basically take all of the resources of the belt and then use it on earth and Mars to make themselves rich while belters suffer. Um, Oh my God. You know what this sounds like? Mm. This sounds like, like the 13 colonies of like the U S or something <laughs> with Mars. Yeah. Yeah. But with like Mars belters and Mars and earth and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's that sounds, sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like set up to illustrate a little bit of class 
class issues. It's, it's, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge part of it. That's a huge part of it. And, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would highly recommend anybody watch it. It's so good. Very, what's very this well called? Done. The expanse. It's on Amazon. Okay. The whole I'm, series I'm gonna, is on Amazon. Yeah. I'm going to start that tonight. That sounds really good. Yeah. I just, I just started a rewatch. So <laughs> right after I oh, finished wow. season six, I was like, well, because I hadn't watched it in a while, and I usually I'll do like a rewatch of at least a few episodes of the season prior, and I didn't do that, and so I was like, ah, I'm just going to rewatch the whole series. So that's what I've been doing. Oh, I got to take speak since we're talking TV, and we can double back and do a little full circle here. Uh, speaking, kind of has ties to IDW, but uh, Godzilla just announced they're going to do TV through show. Apple TV, yeah, live action TV yeah. show. Through Apple Plus, which, you know, Apple Plus is they don't hesitate at throwing like ridiculous amounts of money at their TV shows, whether they fail or succeed. And for the most part, I don't think they do that well, like viewership wise, just because uh, I don't think a ton of Ted people Lasso. watch Apple. That's true. Ted Lasso did really well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm curious. I don't know if you guys saw the other Godzilla, uh, like the Netflix iterations. Um, yeah. Like the, the, like animes. the animes. Yeah. Yeah. I, is, I haven't seen that. Uh, as much as I hate to say, I didn't think they were watchable. I, they were confusing and the stories were long and boring and nothing really happened and the characters were annoying. Um, you never saw the the kaiju. I'm just curious is, um, I don't know. I don't know really what to expect. Uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Is that something that you guys would be interested in? Misty, I know you're, you know, you're, it sounds like you're a monster kid without knowing it. So uh, does that spark an interest? The, a new Godzilla? Uh, yeah, but like live action. So, you know, like, it's the same kind of producers from legendary. I think that yep. uh, did like King Kong versus Godzilla, the, you know, that was released on HBO during the pandemic. And they're now like, okay, we're going to do a live action television series. I wonder um, where the drama will be, like what their angle will be on Godzilla. Like, it's definitely interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Cause I'd, I'd watch just to find out what they do with it, you know, like, is, are they going to make Godzilla psychic? Um, I, you know, or is he going to be able to communicate with like one person and that one right. person knows that he's actually a good, good creature and he doesn't really want to hurt people. He's just really clumsy, you know, and like, mm-hmm. sure. Something like that, you know, or, um, I mean, I they did that in the nineties They and, you know, late eighties, they had that kind of line going on with him. And I think it's interesting that, uh, one of the co-creators of the show is Matt Fraction. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Guy from uh, the Hawkeye guy? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Hawkeye, yeah. Iron Fist, Sex Criminals. Um, he's done a bunch I, of stuff. I'm curious to see what they do. I really hope that the emphasis is on the monsters and they have the budget to actually like show the monsters. That's the thing. Because, yeah. Because uh, I don't but, want yeah. a human drama in a Godzilla show. I, I mean, <laughs> you see the leg every now and then. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the thing is I, I don't want to wait like four episodes to see Godzilla show up at the very Uh-oh. end. And then like, I, I want, you know, like at this point, like I don't care. Anybody says I view Godzilla as like, it's like pro wrestling, man. I'm waiting for Andre and Hogan to like throw down. I'm waiting for the heart foundation to clash with the, the Legion of doom. Like bring me the heat, man. I need, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Show the monsters. Show That's the monsters. right. The I, monsters. I think, I think that's a great t-shirt for you guys. Show me the monsters. <laughs> Show me the monsters. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'd be curious. I it's just interesting. Um, I 
I guess it's all going to come down to budgets, right? Yeah. You know, if it's low budget, it's going to be people driven. If it's big, big budget, it's going to be uh, monster driven. Mm-hmm. But I really hope it's not one of those where like you have to w- sit through 56 minutes of every episode to see Godzilla move or Godzilla's <laughs> eye open. Here's oh, he's spider. waking up. He's coming to the city. Oh, no. And then, yeah. and then the next episode and it's like, well, he came. And uh, yeah, look what he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's like a continuation of like the actual monster verse, you I've know, because it takes place after the first Godzilla movie, so the 2014 Godzilla. So oh, really? In that time period, yeah. Why would they do that? Why not just have it right after Kong? We already got Hollow Earth. We yeah. got all types of shit. Like, yeah, like run with that. It, 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 sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I want to see. I wish they would do like ancient Godzilla. Like from King of the Monsters when they go into his home and it's all like ancient Greek or whatever. It looks like Atlantis. Yeah. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because that was when like in the Kong Godzilla movie, they hinted that there was a war going on. You had the the sea people and then you had the the Earth people, I guess. And the Earth people had the Kongs and the sea people had the Godzilla. And there was a a massive war that was going. That would be sign me up throw jason momo in there as like some like (laughs) i don't know general for the atlanteans and then uh, dave batista could be a general for the earth dwellers and then let him go at it what about the rock and then you could have danny devito as godzuki right danny devito is the king he is the king of the atlanteans just like Yeah. He just yeah. needs a mer- like a mermaid tail. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'm a mermaid. I'm a mermaid now. Yeah. You could have the whole gang there. It's just, you know, big you know cameo. That, you know that Dan- Danny DeVito, speaking of Danny DeVito, did you guys know that he's writing a, uh, like a penguin one shot comic for the penguins, uh, whatever anniversary coming up? That's awesome. awesome. I hope he shows up in that flash movie. I think they're teasing that he might be in it. He better be. I don't know how they don't, I don't know how they don't just cast him as Penguin. Like I'm, I'm sure they got great people in the new Batman movie, but how do you recast Danny DeVito? He's unstoppable. The the man is a national. Tra- he is like our. He is the new Betty White in a sense. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he lost. He's the male Betty White. <laughs> yeah, Betty White passed away, and now Danny DeVito <laughs> is picking up the mantle. <laughs> the quickening. He took Betty White's quickening. Uh, from Highlander, you know, he took that's right. It can only be one. Yeah. And yeah. Danny. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. I know Brian. I well, Brian may have read something. I haven't read anything because I've been shit, man. I've, not even the the app, the DC app. Dude, I've been so busy at work this week. It's been. Stupid. Yeah, it's been stupid. Well, I guess it's going to fall on our guests then. It is. <laughs> What have you guys been reading or what comics have you purchased that you would recommend for our uh, prestigious listening party uh, that is the Tiger Cubs? Uh, To go off of the horror theme, Ice Cream Man is so sick and incredible. Like, it's just such a like it. I didn't know what to expect going into this. Is that Uh, Skybound? Is that a Skybound book? Uh, I think I think it might be. I'm, I'm not sure. Hold on. Don't no worries. No worries. Anyways, <laughs> it's good. It's pretty good though. It's so good. It is. It is basically like this anthology thing that's happening, or, or not anthology, but like it, it's a different story every every issue. 
um, yeah. in, within this this thing, this entity of like this ice cream man is like a deep. We're not sure if he's a demon. I haven't read the whole thing yet, but it's like it's a, a demon or like what is this? And the stories are so raw and gritty and messed up, but they're so like the art is so cool. Um, I definitely recommend that. Um, I, okay. I also just read. I'd never liked the Fantastic Four. And then um, I was go. I've, I've been going through Marvel Unlimited in alphabetical order, just yeah, so I'm yeah. like, all right, just to find something new. And I yeah. got down to uh, Fantastic Four. It's just the four where they lost their jobs, and they're just like it, it. It came out years ago. They all they all went bankrupt, and they all had to get like real jobs and things like that. And I was like, all right, this actually wasn't too bad. <laughs> so that that's. I, I have thing. questions. If what yeah, did ahead. what did Ben like? Well, Mister Fantastic, he can get a job doing anything, right? Like yeah. he's. What the hell is Ben Grimm doing for a living? He was a, a construction worker. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, put him and on the demolition crew. Human, Tor- Human Torch was uh, a fireman. Um, of course. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's the one starting all these things. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, that that was that was the angle that they took. What and was then Sue with, Storm? Uh, she was a teacher. Okay, I can see that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I guess she's a doctor. So is. Uh, read so like i guess they could just go teach at a university or something right yeah they they but they, it was interesting because i never thought i always thought they were too like squeaky clean like i never thought that they had anything but in this one they're like they have marital 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 problems and like you could feel it within the comic and the art name like shows they, up name they've shows done up. stuff like that before yeah. with them they've always uh thrown that their marriage has been up and down yeah she's That's got a been, thing with namor at one point yeah yeah so th- those were interesting. But ice, ice cream man, definitely, man. I I just was right. blown away by that. Misty, I've heard I've heard really good things about ice cream man. Yeah, Misty, what what have you been reading? Anything uh, noteworthy? Uh, well, I would second or third ice cream man. That one's pretty good. Then I read that over the fall last year. I think um, this lately I've been working on some uh, old Charlton titles. Like uh, ghostly tales from haunted house and oh, cool. creepy things, and uh, I, I recently also got interested in some young romance, like Ooh. old young romance from the DC <laughs> from the seventies, like DC stuff. See, I think that that um, even though like it's not like a genre that I'm like, oh, I want to read, you know, something like that. But from like uh, I guess a professional approach, I think that that stuff's the most challenging. To pull off like horrors and like gore and all that stuff, I think is easy. But to do a subtle moment and actually tr- like create it on the panel and draw it where it's like a romantic scene that actually where it doesn't come off as cheesy, I think that's super hard to do. Yeah, um, I'm also just a really big fan of the art in these old books. That just yeah, really, I really like that classic style and like the f- flat four color look. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, kind yeah. of obsessed with it. I like the way they smell. Um, <laughs> are, are you buying like are you buying vintage books mister oh yeah, yeah. oh okay awesome that's so cool I have, oh. like, a little antique shop that i go in that's so great it it says that they're permanently closed if you look them up on google maps but they're not awesome <laughs> wow. I, th- I thought you were gonna say they put up a sign don't smell the comics <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> are, Miss, are you guys in the same town are you guys both in connecticut no. or no. no, she's in she's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. How do you I've like ne- Green Bay? Never, 
I've never physically <laughs> met Hannah uh, or Misty yet. Yeah, we will have to meet someday when I'm sure when they, when they bring us to a con, when they bring yeah. us to a con and have us both sign the book with well, with our, you know, with our awesome artist Lane Lloyd. When uh, when Blue Tiger Revenge blows up and we yeah. have our big <laughs> giant like convention uh, called the Tiger yeah. the Tiger Den. Tiger is that, is that what we're gonna call it in Tiger Den? Yeah. Okay. And then like, <laughs> and then we'll sell. That, we'll, that's we'll, what we're gonna we'll, call it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll sell. We'll sell like they'll be like the Mickey Mouse hats, but they'll be blue with smaller ears for like yeah. the tiger ears with stripes on it. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll sell tiger milk. Oof. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I you know what? My boyfriend and I just worked out the other day. Hmm. Um, so dolphins are mammals. Um, they technically do have nipples. They're just like underneath some slits. Oh my <laughs> god! See them. So technically, you could milk a dolphin and make dolphin cheese. What? This just dolphin turned into, cheese. of course, in the year in Wisconsin. Of course, you would yeah. think that. Uh, wow! This just got into the like our greatest episode of all time. Yep, I'm right? so happy yeah, right that now. That was amazing. Dolphin cheese. You know what? In the write-up, that's getting. I'm, I got to <laughs> remember that, Brian. We okay. have to put that down the notes. Dolphin cheese. Dolphin uh, cheese. Why? I. You know what? I oh, never we- actually thought about that. Like whales. Can we can we write the ad for that? Like it's like dolphin cheese. It's just ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> dolphin do, or dolphin milk. That's right, folks. Yeah, yeah. they have yeah. nipples too. They're yes. right. <laughs> yeah. they have nipples, Greg. Can you milk them? <laughs> wow, you you're blowing my mind right now. I never actually like even contemplated that. Of like, yeah. they are mammals. How do they give milk to their young? Yeah, they have nipples, so we could have like a dolphin nipple farm. <laughs> we got here some sharp, nipple. some sharp dolphin cheese. This has been this this dolphin days. cheese. <laughs> oh no, hundred days! Come on now, we'd have to do like oh, six hundred days. You know, days. Yeah. hipsters from Brooklyn would love fucking dolphin and cheese. They talk about they would. Well, oh yeah, like I got imported blue dolphin cheese from uh, you know <laughs> from Seattle yeah or whatever. Oh, this is very, very high-end bottlenose dolphin <laughs> cheese. We got this from Australia. Uh, yeah. Ethically yeah. farmed. Ethically farmed. <laughs> yes, from the waters of Perth. Uh, <laughs> from Perth, Australia. <laughs> gorgeous facility. You guys, you got to go. You know yeah. what? I think we just found our new big, giant business venture yeah. of the pandy. <laughs> all right? Are they still putting out, giving out those PPP loans? Because I think we all apply, pull our money together, dolphin cheese farm. That's what we do. There it yeah. is. There it is. The biggest that. thing would just be distribution, but I think we go to the artisan mart like route. I think we could yeah. really make a, a huge impact. Like you said, Portland. Listen, Whole Brooklyn. Foods, Whole Foods would be all about it. We can get exclusive deal with Whole Foods. <laughs> Game yes. over. Yeah. Retire. Yeah. Retire we could, on we just food. like hire a scientist to write a paper calling it a superfood. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Double. We'll go the the Joe Rogan route. Double blind placebo. This will like make you your your brain perform better. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it, it's like if Alpha Brain was a cheese. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did lie. I did. I forgot. I did read something. I read the saddest graphic oh, novel yeah. ever. I've ever seen. Uh, it was actually like a online strip. It's like a digital, like a, I think it's like an Instagram or a comic or something like that. Anyways, my wife found it and uh, is, uh, I believe, a British artist or writer who uh, she puts this all together and like did it through like her Patreon and stuff. 
And uh, we pre she pre-ordered that we pre-ordered the book like six months ago, um, like back in like July or something. And it's called, uh, I think it's all online, but it's called The Loving Reaper by uh, Jenny Jinya. I think that's how you say her last name, Jenny Jinya. It's a gorgeous book, hardcover. Um, it really wasn't that expensive for an import from the UK, but yep. it's all about like, uh, it's so, oh, if you don't cry reading this, like this book, it's all about like animals that are abused. But from the animal's perspective, like, oh, you know, oh. like, the, yeah, like, like that dolphin that Misty beat the shit out of to get the cheese for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Tell like me our, if you make our, cheese. Our poor, the poor dolphins, you know, when they do the, instead of black water, it'll be called like black cheese. And it'll be like this documentary <laughs> where they're like behind the scenes in Perth. Look at them podcast. abusing these, these poor dolphins. Yeah, but so it'd be like the dolphin and it's like final like moments. So like like the one of the stories, the one that really hit me hard was oh, like no. it was like a puppy. No. Get, the, the, you know, it's like, oh, for the kids, oh, you know, the kid and the kids like playing with it, but then he like gets tired of it and the parents are getting pissed, you know, that it's like the dog needs attention and they don't want to deal with it. Finally, the dad like does the whole like, I'll just drive it up into the woods and leave it. And he like ties it to like a, a stake next to the to the trail and then drives off and leaves it. It gets cold that night. The dog dies, but it's all from the perspective of the dog, right? So the dog doesn't know what's going on. And you at the person don't quite know what it is, but you start seeing it because you're like, I know what this is. I know where this is going. And so it's everything's from the dog's perception or the animal's perception of, you know, whatever's happening. And then basically as it's like succumbing to, to death, death shows up. And then that's, and then it has a conversation with the dog. It's, I only got about I got about halfway through it, and I was like, I have to take a break. I haven't been able to pick the rest of it up. Um, uh, my wife last night, uh, she strong armed the entire book. I don't know how she got through it without like. I mean, I know she was crying. I could hear her. You know, I'd come in and you know, right? She's like, yeah, this book's just heavy, man. <laughs> but uh, she does say it gets good. There's like, and the great thing is, is like when we bought it, it comes with like stickers and like art cards, you know, a bunch of like, it's almost like packaged, like a Kickstarter, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, like she puts a bunch of stuff in there and I think it's, yeah. Um, like I said, I need to, I'll definitely, yeah. Jenny, Jenya, like if you guys like that kind of stuff, it's just so incredibly like well-written yeah. and the format, even though it is like heavy, just the way she captures the emotion of the, the moment. It was one of those where you're like, Oh, this is a masterclass in, in like comic writing because at its surface it's very simple like it's not like yeah. the most complex art in the world right it's you know it's um it's got kind of a little bit of a like a cartoony anime style yeah um but it, you know it's it's fairly it's not like marvel dc level like dra you know whatever complexity um so you're like okay well you know i'll read this fun little cartoon this would be nice and then it just gets so it's fucking hard. heavy <laughs> so heavy where you're just like Oh my god! But the good thing is, you get to know. Like, if you don't cry, then you know you're a sociopath, and you should probably um, see yeah. some professional help. That's a solid, solid, yeah. Solid. So if I'm ever feeling like a monster or or inhuman, then I I'll read that and be like, okay, no, I still I'm still here. I'm still good. I'm still I'm not having gone. But yeah, if you get to that point where you don't cry. Just let me know. Like, I will put you down ethically. You won't feel a thing. <laughs> just like our dolphins down in Perth. I'll put you down. Like our dolphins down in Perth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The Loving Reaper. Definitely worth your time, folks. Check it out. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, what do you say I, uh, I take us home?
Take us home, big man. Take us home. I'll do that. Wait, wait. Take us home, big sexy. There it is. Yes. <laughs> that was my old nickname. That was my old nickname. Do, do you need that nickname to come back? Do you like? I mean, I'd see the beard <laughs> well, is starting. You like it? The, the beard is starting to come back to well, full it, glory. I'm going to trim it again just to highlight the mustache again. I like I like it big and sh- you should just sculpt it, man. Just sculpt it into this this beautiful peak of perfection. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, look at it. Look at him. Like, yeah, it's so hard being me. <laughs> uh, all right, Tiger Cubs. Want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you all know because I'm sure that you don't turn off the episode as soon as I say let's take us home, but you know that the home of Blue Tiger Revenge and Operation Blue is on our Substack, uh, and that is bluetigerrevenge.substack.com, where you can find all of our episodes. Uh, we're also on all your favorite podcast apps, and uh, wherever you listen to, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Let's get the Tiger Milk out there to everybody in the world. Um, finally, I want to thank Misty and Steve for coming on. Uh Tell us where we can find you guys and tell us where uh, or tell the listeners, the Tiger Cubs, where they can find you and where they can find your Kickstarter at. Uh, I'll let Misty go first because she has a legit website. Oh. <laughs> uh, OK, so you can find X Machina on Kickstarter if you just Google X Machina comic. Um, if you just Google X Machina, you'll get a bunch of pictures of plates with Christmas stuff on them. So in Christmas China, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> X Machina you- comic <laughs> Kickstarter. Um, we have eight days left in the Kickstarter, so just about a, over a week, and lots of great tiers, including postcards that I illustrated, a wonderful T-shirt. Um, with an illustration by Vertebrae33. Um, we've got a theme song by Blake Rains called Let Ooh. It Know, which is so fun. It's so ridiculously good. Um, what else do we, we that have? That sounds awesome. Uh, uh, you, you can get, well, the, the tier where you can get killed is now filled up. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, for, we got fully, we're fully funded now. So now it's more, if you want a physical copy of this thing, Mm-hmm. We now we, you know, flood Kickstarter that way we can we know how many orders to fill. Um, but we got everything we got shirts, we got posters, we got Christmas cards, we got a song, we got everything you could ever need. Uh, Christmas cards, so please, mm-hmm. please back on on Kickstarter, yeah. And, that, and that's x dash m a s c h i n a, yes. And you awesome. can also find me on Instagram at Misty Graves Comics. Or online at just mistygraves.com where I sell some of my art. Um, cool. And also, I co-host a podcast called The Long Box of Darkness, which is on your favorite podcast apps. And we will be doing a season two. Excellent. This year. So that's exciting. excellent. Yeah. That'll be fun. We will mm-hmm. listen. We will be listening. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Right. To the long box, long long box of dark. I just love that name. It's a great name. It is a really good name. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome, Steve. Where can folks uh, find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Steve Urena. U R E N A is my last name. And um, if you want to follow any of the comics, uh, we have uh, Instagram and Twitter for X Machina, where you can talk to our villain 
from the from the comic Slay, the the robot, the killer robot that is going after Santa. Um, and you can find that at at X M A S C H I N A one. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So please check it out. If you want to interact with, with us uh, or you want to interact with the robot, please, please uh, can, add us. Can, can people talk <laughs> shit to the robot? Yes. And it will talk oh, yeah. shit back. So oh, <laughs> I love that. Perfect. Nice. Well, that is all I had. Well, let me just thank both of you for coming on actually, because that's the polite thing to do. And Steve said that we were nice guys. So you know, I don't want to. I don't want to change. I don't want to to say we're assholes. So, uh. oh, you guys, you guys are the best. Listen, the reason I'm I'm yeah. also working with Misty Graves is to bring her around to the greatest podcast that I've been on before. Just because, yeah, right? She's ready to unleash her anthology with the world. She's got to know where to where to. That's right. Hell podcast. yeah! Hell yeah! Exactly. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, and that is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? I have one more thing. God damn it. Okay, what? <laughs> Over at T Public. We got a new we got a new t-shirt design. We the do. revenge. The revenge. Get it. And you can get it as a mask. So you can wear it. You can be safe. And you can also let people know that you mean fucking business because it says revenge on your face. <laughs> And that's it. And now, other than that, I'm completely. Uh, and the, oh yeah, and there will be links for all this crap down in the notes, as always. Uh, yeah. And with that, I'm all out of time. Well, if that's the case, what time is it? Hit the music.
Together you and I will make it snow